0: what's up everybody it's live rounds episode 18 I'm doing this for a while now steven
1: um yeah because we we're doing this before live rounds two like months but like when you think about it, i never really think about that 18 that means at least 18 weeks i think we've taken like a week or so off yeah um so yeah yeah this is this has become a pretty regular thing i hope you uh you all who are watching are enjoying it
0: for sure um boy do we have an exciting week this week uh on paper, I feel like this might be the greatest free card of all time. Like on paper, I don't know if everything's going to deliver, but just match quality, match wise potential, the whole nine between Dynamite and Rampage. I feel like this thing could be absolutely massive.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. the The setup looks awesome. I saw those pictures of uh, yeah. kind of the early uh, with the arenas, kind of or the uh stadium, I guess Arthra Stadium, technically right. Yeah. Um, so I mean this is uh yeah this is big it's got a really big feel about it and it's sick that they're doing dynamite and rampage. Like this is gonna be like dynamite's gonna end and we're gonna be buzzing hard because it's gonna be like a great show guaranteed. And then yeah. we're gonna be like we got another two hours two days from now. Like I mean yeah. it's gonna like we're gonna be pumped for it. It isn't like overkill. It's not like you know what I mean? Like it's only gonna and, and like night two uh that's the one with the lights out match, right? With with Suzuki and uh, yep. Archer and Kingston and Mox, it's like that alone right there is like I I pay pay-per-view price for just that match. Like
0: hey, name me, name me a lights out match that's been bad. Like all yeah. their lights out matches have been really good. So um that that has huge potential. Then you have the Young Bucks and Adam Cole versus Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus. You've got um, CM Punk versus Will Hobbs. You've got uh, the Man of the Year versus Jericho, and uh, gosh, I want to call him uh, Swagger Hager. Um, that there's just, and that's not it either. There's uh, there's a couple other matches they announced on there also. I mean, it's, this thing is so stacked, and that's just Rampage. We can't even talk about Dynamite. So yeah. just the the momentum now that AEW has. You know, and I remember I I really felt like they were going to do Omega and Brian Danielson on Dynamite. I just felt like that's where they were heading. Then people were like, well, it has to be for the belt and does it have to be for the belt and the ranking system and, and all that stuff. One thing I do think, though, with their ranking system that I think is kind of flawed is like – they don't necessarily give you credit for beating a serious contender. They just give you credit for wins and losses. So I feel like if Brian Danielson goes in there and beats Kenny Omega, then like he kind of has to really be up there in the rankings. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, for sure. I think if he beats Omega, he's probably number one or two, or two like right there underneath him. Like, right. I mean, It's similar to the UFC. Very, very similar in theory to how their ranking system works um like you can come in like a michael chandler come in one big win over dan hooker you jumped the whole division now you got a title shot you know what i mean like um in very similar situations kind of to michael chandler when you think about it like big you know long time champion bellator the other company all that stuff comes over one big fight boom title shot like so i think uh i think that this the the whole should it be for the title or not I would have, as a fan, i prefer to be for the title just because, like, I like it's a title match and I really wouldn't know who's going to win. Yeah. And I still don't. Like, Kenny Omega could still very well beat Brian Danielson on Wednesday. It's very, very possible. But I think it's more likely for Danielson to win. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because the title's not on the line. But because it doesn't screw with what they've established with their ranking system and stays true to that, it's just like you said, if he comes in and he beats Omega – like obviously we all still want hangman to be the one to beat omega for that title but that puts danielson right back in that right in that mix like he could very well be one of the hangman's first challengers or like what i said uh, towards when the talk of, of danielson coming over started i remember i was talking about how like what if he came in lost to omega right away but then that built towards him like shaving all shaving his hair like shaving his beard and like really returning as like the American dragon. Like we like used to see or something like that. Like, I I don't know. There's a lot of ways can go with it, but I I just love that. We're getting Tony Khan's One of us, man. He knew this is the, this is the match we want to see Brian Danielson. What's the top match you want to see him and Omega boom, right off the bat. Just
0: do it. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because Brian Danielson, he's been doing interviews and stuff recently. And he was talking about how um, there was uh, that, that the difference between him and Vince and stuff. And he said that Tony Khan, Books and looks at wrestling like a modern day wrestling fan does. And I'm just like, yeah, that's what it is. You know what I mean? So uh, I think that with that, I, I think that there's a couple ways it could go. One, I think if you really wanted to deliver some fun, you could have Brian win. He's now up there in the rankings. And then him and Adam page would have to face each other to see who gets Omega. That could happen that way. Brian beats Omega, but he might possibly lose the hangman. Then hangman looks pretty strong going in to that match against King.
1: It's like a round Robin type scenario where right. yeah, like all, they're all pretty much on the same level. Cause one's beat the other, but the others
0: beat the other guy. Totally. Right. totally. Yep. So I think that that could happen. Um, I think we could honestly have a draw. I think that's a possibility. I think I think Kenny could possibly win too. That's also on the table. Just the fact that like Brian Danielson could sell the fact that he thought he was ready for Kenny Omega and he didn't understand just how good Kenny Omega was till he got in the ring and he fell a little bit short. So now he has to go through a different path or a different way to, to get to him or something like that.
1: How funny would that be if you like he like loses to Omega and he cuts some sort of promo. Like I know he wouldn't do this cause he's a nice guy and he loved his time in the WWE, but what if he was like, man, the people of here are way better than where I was before. Like I got to smoke me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like I just wrestled Roman Reigns. That guy was nothing compared to whatever this was like.
0: Yeah. Which is weird too. Cause it's like, he really respects the WWE, but he also kind of throws shots in there here and there too. Like, it's like they have like, WWE has a really hard time creating stars and like in AEW there's stars, new stars coming up everywhere. And so like he can definitely point out the flaws of the company, but still be respectful. But I did think it was kind of weird that like, you know, he, he called Kevin Dunn, talked to him for a while about like intellectual properties and what they're comfortable with him doing and what they're not comfortable with him doing and stuff. And it's like he's just going to do everything they basically requested just out of respect to them. So you will not see him do the yes stuff or anything. But I, but the funny thing was is he said the song has the beat to you're going to get your effing head kicked in. And he really wants that chant back. So it'll be interesting if Arthur Ashe picks up on those interviews and tries to give him that chant right at the beginning of the match with him and Kenny.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, definitely want that. How does that work with like the action figures and stuff? Like, could could they still make Brian Dan or Daniel Bryan figures with the WWE if they wanted to, or because he's he's like intellectual property? Everything is with like AEW now. Yeah, like, they're, done. Able- they're They're not, not able. able. To do that, even though it's like mm-hmm. a different name and everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't know how that worked. With he that would everybody. have to
0: resign with them on a deal to use his likeness and all that stuff. And so that's not, but it's like they own, if, if he were to go back, then it's like whatever they, they owned of the yes chance and all this other stuff, then he could legally, he could probably do it. Right. He, and he even said that they said legally that it's not that they, it would be like, against the rules, but they just are requesting him not to do it. And he's like, okay, so.
1: Yeah, I got you. And I figured that was the case with like the figures and stuff. Cause that's what would, I was. So and that's what's so interesting to me about like the, uh them getting like the Owen Hart stuff and all that. Like, yeah. like the Owen Hart situation a bit different, but some of these wrestlers, because we've talked about it a lot, how I, how we think they're going to go after more like legends deal type stuff with AEW. And right. But that's going to be interesting to see, like, like, let's say it's a certain wrestler that's, like, mainly only known from their time in the WWE with, like, that a specific gimmick and a specific type of look. But, yep. they, but like, that's what AEW is making figures of. Right. Because, because they would be allowed to, but, like, it would be in portrayal of something that was from a completely different company. And you'd think that the WWE would be like, yo, we want to cut of that, too. Like, the guy's wearing the colors we had him wearing, the gimmick that we created for him, like, all this yeah. stuff.
0: Like well, so that's the thing, too, is, like, dude, does WWE own Owen Hart pink and black? Like, do they actually own that type of property, or is it has to have that logo, and that's it? So, like, could they create an Owen Hart, but it just doesn't have those logos on the tights and be fine? Like, that's, a I good don't know.
1: Que- that's a good question, because I just looked up at my – I've got uh, his micro brawler, and it's yeah. in, like, the blue and yellow – um, I never really thought of that before. I wonder if that is a thing, where he doesn't have any sort because he hasn't had that much like merchandise or anything in general. In the video, in that Legends of Wrestling video game, I think he did. He wore pink and black though, and that wasn't a WWE thing. Okay. Um. So I I don't know, but that I i not actually even thought about that, but that. Cause
0: like, I don't know if we're only getting spring stamp or like stampede wrestling or, um, like new Japan Owen Hart. Like, I don't know. And trust me, there's going to be a lot of customizers that are going to freaking take that head off and put it on a, like a Bret Hart newly painted body. That's going to look like Owen and they'll nail it. So, but yeah, it's uh it's a really cool thing. Um, And that's just a credit to AEW in general, in my opinion, like just the fact that they were actually able to get Martha to agree to that deal is is really a big deal. And I think it also kind of clears up misconceptions of her hating wrestling because that was one of the big misconceptions. It's like she hates wrestling. She wants nothing to do with the business. She's almost embarrassed that Owen was even a part of it. Like she, she just doesn't want Owen to even be remembered as as in this terrible business and all this stuff. And it's like, that wasn't the case. It just, she hated the WWE and understandably so.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, obviously I understand her point of view with like
0: her issues with the WWE.
1: I understand, but this is, what's wild about it is like, AEW has existed for like two and a half years. Yep. And granted, there's guys like Jericho and like Bret Hart, you know, introduced the AEW world title the first time. And like there, there's, there's a connection there between a lot of the people involved with AEW and, um, and the Hart family. Yeah. But like, it's pretty mind blowing when you really think about it. Like n- at no point in the last like 30 years, well, no, it was 99 when he died. So mm-hmm. 20 years, over 20 years that not at, that they could never figure it out not yeah. between, between like the, the the WWE with all their resources and manpower and, you know, and thousands of employees that have come and gone that that not one person or, or any or any scenario was ever presented to martha that that worked for both sides because you have to th- you know it's, it's a long time for not one person to come up with something that would have worked for her
0: so here's, and, like, here's the thing though like and this is where I think the WWE gets off really light is you could argue that they, they killed Owen. Right.
1: Yeah. And like it was not, the, not, taking not right on purpose, but I'm well, just but, saying that right, yeah, like
0: yeah. being lazy with it and not taking right precautions. Owen died right. because of it. Right. They sued her on top of that. Right. That's cold blooded. And so to me, it's like, I, I just don't think you can ever mend that fence.
1: Yeah, that's very. That's very. I mean, I get that as well, for sure. Right,
0: and so it it, to me, it's like, it's weird though, right? Because it's kind of like all this, like it's like something that just needs to the door needs to be open, right? So to me, it was dark side of the ring. Dark side of the ring kind of opened that door. Jericho was there. Jericho was able to talk to her. I think that that's definitely what got the ball moving with AEW. Um. And I just think it's cool. Like, I remember it was a big deal last year that you could buy an Owen Hart T-shirt. And now I feel like there's going to be Owen Hart everything. And it seems like a lot of WWE fans are taking it personal (laughs) because that he never actually wrestled for AEW. But it's like they're not understanding the bigger picture of this whole thing. Like, yeah, it's it's, that she doesn't know WWE anything. Like I said, the only thing that sucks is if if like they own the rights to like his gear and stuff. So like the Owen figures that we get are not gonna be the Owen that we remember. You know what I mean? And uh yeah. so so that part's a little off, but it is what it is.
2: Johnson yeah. is
0: a super chat here. Um does Omega and Danielson in in a draw? Also, does Hangman return tonight to confront Omega? I think he means tomorrow. But, um, man, I can't wait for Dynamite Rampage and UFC 266 this week. Thanks thanks for the super chat, John. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this week is, is it's just a lot of fun. Hey, I'm letting you all know right now on my Twitter, do not spoil Rampage for me. Don't retweet spoilers. Don't do nothing. I have to wait one freaking day, just one day, like everybody be cool and just stay away from spoilers and let's watch this thing on Friday.
1: On Friday for Rampage? Or yeah. For Rampage?
0: Yeah. Cause it's filmed like Wednesday, oh, tomorrow. I
1: see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I tomorrow they film and everything. So, you know, you're going to know all the results and everything from Rampage tomorrow night. And I don't stay yeah. away. I
1: don't want to know either. I'm, I'm going to do my best to avoid all that as well. And yeah, it's a great this is a great uh a great week for wrestling fans and fight fans. Very very excited. We'll talk about Nick Diaz.
0: No, for sure. For sure. sure. So. For sure. And, and interesting breaking news on that. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, they're fighting at middleweight now instead of welterweight, dude. I don't care. I don't care what these guys weigh. I mean, as long I'm as on the I'm, I'm on Saturday. I'm yeah. happy.
0: Don't get me wrong, but I just that makes me feel a little different about. It. We'll talk about it. But yeah, it's uh it's different. Um Hold on, we got another super chat from Dirty Dirty as always. Thank you so much, my man. Uh, If Nunez and Valentina have a third fight, who would win? You know, honestly, like, I'm starting to lean more towards Nunez is kind of inching her way out, and Valentina is, like, totally, like, she said she'd be fine until she's 50. She doesn't care. And I think she's more so a fighter. Like, just the fact that, like, Amanda's now a mom, and, like, She, the whole, um, just, uh, the Pena situation, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't know if you listen to her MMA hour stuff, but like Mm. the, the, um, the testing positive for, you know, COVID and then like, um, the timing of it. And then like, she used to have a relationship with Dan Lambert. So she knows him. And she said that the timelines were off when he said that she had it and she didn't. And then not only that. They said that she did not train like at all for that fight she was never in the building she wasn't training she's heard that from a couple people from top team and that kind of clarifies what i think too because at dynamite she had a knee brace on and like you did, she didn't look like she was ready to fight and then she pulls out so i'm not saying she's afraid of her by any means i just don't know how much motivation. She has. And even like a to fight a Valentina. And if you go in there and not motivated to fight Valentina, that's not a good situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like to answer the question, I think that I Valentina is probably the only girl in the UFC who can beat Amanda Nunez. Yeah. Um. So like that's in their last fight was a split decision. So, I mean, yeah. that was like, I mean, she's come very close. I think Valentina definitely could win. I think Nunez wins like, six out of 10 or seven out of 10. Like, I think it's really close, but, but like you're saying, it really depends like on, I don't think I have any reason to believe that Nunez is unmotivated outside of like, if her mindset is like, what's there left for me to accomplish, which is right. Possible. Um,
0: well, and it like I said, what opponents get her really excited? Cause I don't yeah. think Pena does. And I don't think necessarily Valentina a third time does either. So that's where it's kind of like, you know, a Kayla Harrison maybe something like that but she's from top team so I don't know how that would work that's that's probably another um Colby and uh Masvidal situation but um but yeah that that would be like I I think somebody that could constantly take Amanda down and and like beat her up on the ground would probably be the person that has the best shot of beating her
1: yeah yeah so yeah good question dirty but yeah I think uh I mean, I'd have to take, well, I don't know. I would have to see both of them before the fight. There is a very good chance I could take Shevchenko in that trilogy. Like, I, Shevchenko, Shevchenko is so far out of the league of everyone else at flyweight that it's, like, it's just kind of a, like, if if, if Amanda Nunez didn't exist, Valentina Shevchenko would probably be known as the GOAT of women's MMA right now. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, but, uh. But yeah, I, I I would love to see the trilogy. By the way, like I think it's the most exciting fight for both of those women right now because they yeah. really
0: they're really just in leagues of their own. So, yeah, no, I agree. So I guess we just need to kind of deep dive into the card. Um, were you able to watch the road to on on this?
1: No, not yet, but I'm going to. I saw Dude, some. It's... I saw some clips. Like oh, I saw a little God. video package of like it was a little music video type thing of Nick Diaz, yep. and I got hyped up. <laughs>
0: No, um, but I mean for the uh, the Dynamite and Rampage. Oh, part. I thought you know, for UFC. That, um, I watched that too, but yeah.
1: No, I uh, I watched a little bit of uh, of uh, Dark Tonight, but I have okay. not watched any of the uh, – because I know that they'll run that stuff. That'll be like on YouTube, right? That's on YouTube. Yeah, it's
0: on YouTube. Um, yeah, 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 it's on so YouTube. I'll, I'll,
1: I'll watch that actually probably tomorrow between my Dave and Buster's trip and <laughs> uh, the beginning of Dynamite, so –
0: yeah, so, I mean, the, the video packages are really good, especially Kenny and Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. I mean, they're fire, dude. Like, I was so hyped for that. Because then Kenny was basically like, you want the best? You're going to get the best. And we're going to give them something that, you know, they're going to remember. And so, it's not like they plan on really just – the vibe I'm getting is they're not coming in here just to have some little TV match. Like, they're, they're going to go for it. And they know the the stakes – they know that like probably people that have never tuned into AEW are going to watch this. So they really want to leave a lasting impression. And uh, yeah, it was really good. And it was like, Kenny was like, you know, you're going to get the best of me. We're not talking about, you know, like the, the carney, Kenny We're you're going to get the real deal. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, it's kind of surreal, honestly, to believe that it's happening. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just, And and I'm kind of interested what Brian Danielson's new style is going to be. He says it's going to be a lot more violent. So I'm interested to see how that meshes with Kenny's style. Uh, You should
1: immediately choke him out by his tie on the outside. There it is. (laughs) The Justin Roberts move. Well, you should
0: just have Justin Roberts introduce him, Riley. You should just take the tie right off and go over there just just because he can now, you know. But I
1: when I said that I didn't even like, of course, Justin Roberts is the ring Oscar
0: for free. Yeah, I didn't,
1: I didn't even like think about that when I said that, but yeah, they could actually do something like that.
0: For sure. Um, but yeah, so it was uh it was really good. Um the Malachi black on Cody was woo. That was really good.
1: Dude, and the fans are cheering the hell out of Cody. Like you, I thought that going into this, he was going to get booed because they were yeah. so hyped to see Malachi. but it's crazy. Cause the are great rather. Cause the AEW fan base like us. Yep. They're, they love both guys. And because the story is better, if they're cheering the right people, that's why I think they're like, I really think it's part, like they know Cody's supposed to be the, the good guy. They know Malachi's supposed to be the black guy, or the, the bad
0: guy. Yeah. Malachi Black's supposed to be the bad guy. He, he's black. always in black too. So that he's doesn't. always in black.
1: Um, but <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's like they want to cheer both because they're fans of both but it's yeah. like yeah let's boo Malachi because he's a bad guy let's, let's cheer Cody because he's a good guy like it's going to make for the whole experience to be better because they can be a part of it so like and it isn't like hijacking a show and like going opposites or whatever like I, anyway so I just wanted to bring that up I've, I've been noticing I was expecting Cody to get booed a lot more throughout the story with Malachi he's been getting some big cheers so I think mm-hmm. I think it's pretty cool it's, it's worked how they have wanted it to I think
0: What's weird too, we haven't heard one word from Cody. Yeah, he showed up on Dynamite, which was cool, but like usually Cody delivers like fire promos to set this thing up and he hasn't said anything. But like Malachi's basically telling him that like I went through your entire family and friends in your honor. They came to defend you in your honor and you watched me beat them and did nothing about it. And you're a pathetic and like I have no respect for you. And so that's kind of like the story that they're at. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be sick. I I really don't know who's going to win. I really don't. And I love love that though, you know? And that's one thing that that Brian Danielson said too in an interview is he's like, AEW like really like sets things up and then they like finish them out in a satisfying way. Which basically saying WWE does not, you know what I mean? So, um, like I said, he throws in little shots there, but he loves the company overall. He really loves Vince, like he said, like Vince it means so much to him, and uh, and I'm sure he's done an unbelievable amount for his family. I mean, you gotta think to his wife as well, like think of how much he's he's probably provided for that family helped for that family and all that stuff, so I mean, it definitely has a loyalty to Vince, so yeah father-in-law works there i mean everything yeah. like yeah it's it's definitely uh he he would have been fine if he would have came back that's for sure
1: yeah for sure um yeah as far as the the cody and malachi stuff so like with, with not knowing who's gonna win like i i love that too like i think the story's been told really well to where either guy could win and no matter what, neither guy's gonna look bad. Whoever loses, like it does, yeah. like ne- no, neither person gets like devalued or or is no longer at the same level they once were. Like they're both. If you have like the AEW like pecking order, right? And like their top stars, they're right there. I mean, like they're like I mean, depending on how you look at it and how they've been presented, you got like Kenny is like the tippy top, and then you've got like Alistair and Cody and those guys like right there. Yeah, and but, like, it's one of those things where whoever wins this match is right up there, like, with Kenny. Whoever loses is still right there. You know what I mean? It's like it doesn't. Nobody gets, you know. So, I think that it would be smart for Malakai to win. Like, I would just establish him as, like, pretty much unbeatable right now. Because yeah. you have an opportunity to. Like, you have an opportunity with him to really. He's been positioned very, very well to be a, to be what everyone wanted him to be when he was with the WWE. But, but way better version. So, right. and Cody's a made man, no matter what, like you, yeah. Cody could disappear for a year and come back and be a main eventer and like, no, and it would, it would still make sense. Like, yep. so, um, so yeah, I'm going to say for my predictions, I'm actually going to take Malachi black, uh, to win again, because it's also a bit predictable, right? Even though it's a good story, Cody winning, if Malachi just beat him again, I think people would be like, damn, like, okay, Malachi, like he is the real deal. Like this guy's going to be in the world title mix.
0: Yeah. I agree. I also feel like if Cody wins, then this thing isn't over. Right. Like, I feel like Cody could win, and then it could set up a final match where Malachi wins. Like, I, I could see that happening as well.
1: Very possible as well. I think at the end of the day, though, we both agree. I mean, I'm the biggest Cody Rhodes fan you'll ever find, but, like, right. there are certain times where, like, I think he should lose depending on the situation. Like, this is one of those where I think that they could just benefit a lot from having Malachi win this feud, so –
0: Well, and it kind of, you know, like, first of all, I love the idea of Sammy and Miro. I love it, and I really want Sammy to win, honestly. I think it's his time. I think he's earned it, and I would love to see Sammy and Miro. Um, But Cody's kind of hinted at going back after the TNT title, And he did say that working with Sammy, like the first dynamite is one of his favorite opponents. So I could definitely see possibly a program between Cody and Sammy in the future. Maybe Sammy wins the title and maybe turns heel, gets cocky, gets uh, over. Like now I'm the champs. I don't have to listen to anybody. I can do what I want. And, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe like gets rid of Fuego or, you know, whatever. Like he could get heel heat. Um And then that could set up Cody coming in and and facing Sammy to try to humble him or something. I don't know. But one thing that I give them a lot of credit for is that TNT title, man. It means a lot. It really does. And, uh, you can honestly see Malachi Black. I mean, Malachi Black and Miro ain't bad either. Like, there's a lot of ways they could go, so we'll see what happens.
1: And the AEW isn't like above just doing two heels. Like, no, because the, the match is still going to be good, and people can decide who they want to win. Like, fans can be adults and and just decide who they like better or who Whoa, they want hey, to be.
0: If you really want to work that ranking system if one and two is the top are both the top heels, then you just have to have that match to see who's going to go in. You know what I mean? So same
1: with baby faces, same with this thing. Yep. Yep. That's why sure. I love,
0: that's why I love tournaments. That's why I love the ranking system because it, it allows you to be unconventional, right? It allows you to do things that you normally wouldn't do. So, um, it's just cool. We got another super chat, Michael Young. Thank you so much, man. Uh, what did you guys think of Brit and Ruby's promo on Rampage? Did you see this developing into a long-term feud following their first match? Uh, I thought it was great. I thought I th- it reminded me very much of like Attitude Era trash talk. Like I remember, remember when it was like Edge and Jericho and they were in like, uh like Edge said something like, I'll dump you as fast as Trish Stratus or I'll dump you on your head or something like, I don't remember what it was, but it was like, oh like and there was a lot of like oh like moments in the promo i thought it was really good and i thought it was a great way to get people behind ruby and to also establish brit as a heel and also like like to me like ruby looked like she belonged in there and she held her own and it wasn't it didn't necessarily look so forced right because it's one thing to just go in there and be like, you're the next person picked. You won the battle royal. Yay. But like to go in there and go like blow for blow with Britt on the mic, it definitely set up the match. And I think that it it worked really well.
1: Yeah, I thought it worked well. Um, I mean, this is really the best case scenario for Ruby, like all the way oh. around. Like, By I mean, far. like, and she's going to lose to Brit. She, she has to, like Brit has to retain the title. again. There's
0: a lot of people that think she's going to win. And I, I, I just don't see it. I think but Brit's I, put, they put too much time into Brit to have her lose the title.
1: I like that though. I like that. There's a big part of the fan base. That's really believing in Ruby. I mean, if he, wish she wins fine, like I, I didn't, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's one of those things where like, you know, to me, it just seems like a foregone conclusion that Brit's going to keep running with this title because of how popular she is. But, and how good she's getting. But, like, that's good that there still is a big part of the fan base. It's, like, that thinks Ruby's got a real shot here. Yeah. Um And here's the thing, like I said from day one with Ruby. It's just, it's a big sink or swim, basically. Yeah. Like, they put her right in one of the top spots in the women's division. She's going against, arguably, like, I mean, Brit's right up there with, like, the most over of, of anyone on the show right now. with like, yeah. the reaction she's getting and stuff. So, all Ruby has to do. Is just have a solid match with Brit. Like pretty, pretty easy ask. Like it doesn't have to be even like a spectacular match. It just has to be a good, decent match that like to- that makes sense. If she even if she just does that, she's gonna be a made woman main event level. Cause they'll they'll main event their women on rampage and dynamite and stuff too. Like you could we'll, we're probably not far off from Brit Baker main eventing a pay-per-view or something. I mean, like, yeah, so but for Riot to get near that level right away and be able to stay there that's the key for her so as long as it's just a solid match ruby soho is going to be a main event level woman going forward with AEW. that's really that's all i think outside of winning the title i feel like that's all her fan base can ask for she was she was to them she was underused and misvalued and all this stuff for years and years and years they have put her in a real position to succeed in AEW right off the bat so you yep. know Let's, let's let's see her bring it against Britt um uh, tomorrow night. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, there's some people that even think okay. that if it it could main event if Danielson and Omega open up the uh, beginning of the show because they're worried about time constraints and all that stuff. Well, this way, you know, Omega and Danielson can have basically all the time that they need to have their match. So
1: I like that idea, know, by the way. She, I like that she, idea. She,
0: she might main event the only thing i'm not i'm not taking any you know uh, i'm not taking any shots at anybody but I, I i do worry if you were if you're about the ratings right that might not have people keep tuning in after that match that might be the only reason they're tuning in now i'm not saying they should either they should absolutely watch the whole show but you might be tuning in longer if you were to just wait all the way till the main event and it was kenny and brian danielson
1: you could main event cody and malachi though
0: yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree.
1: Like maybe, maybe you do Ruby and Britt like right in the middle of the show, like right after Sting or something like that. Like that. Well, you you, know,
0: you could do that at the um the nine o'clock hour, the eight o'clock hour, whatever you want to say. Like right that that second hour, that's usually when they pop off something big.
1: Yeah, for sure. So like, I would uh, probably
0: do like two matches, Punk's promo, then Britt and Ruby, and then uh Cody and and Malachi or something like that.
1: Yeah. But if we're, both, we're both taking Brit as far as our prediction.
0: Yeah, I got Brit. I got Brit. And I want Brit to win, too. So that, that's where I'm at. Um, real quick, we have another super chat. Yeah, so we got a couple. Kogan. What's up, Kogan? Um, appreciate it as always. Uh, I've only been to house shows before. Jeez. So Grand Slam tomorrow will be my first live wrestling show I've ever been to. You guys got any advice? Wow. Uh, I mean, so honestly, it's not going to get any better than this, in my opinion. (laughs) So really enjoy it. Like you're picking one of the best shows to go to. Like, I feel like even people that went to All Out might want to go to this show instead of that. Now, granted, All Out was amazing. I'm not saying that. I just feel like that the dream match of Kenny and Brian is a really big deal. And in front in that stadium in front of those people like um another thing i would say is this crowd is trained Right. Oh, they, yeah. It's in New
1: York. They're smart marks. Oh, yeah. Smart marks. Oh, yeah. They
0: they know when to cheer. They know when to boo. They're going to have their own cheers. They're going to have their own thing that they want to do. And just they all of... want
1: AEW to succeed. These aren't fans sure. that like
0: hate the company they're watching. Yeah.
1: Like this is so different than what we're That's really so doing. true.
0: <laughs> like some people would literally buy tickets just to crap all over the show. Like, or they would go in and know that the show's going to suck, but have like a little bit of hope that it wouldn't. And then when it started to suck, they'd get pissed off and be ready to crap on it. These people are going in to have like a celebration of wrestling. Like they are going to be extremely excited. They love the product. And all I can say is just kind of listen to the chance and and follow along. Like there's going to be a lot of them. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff within the crowd. Um, there's always going to be people out there too that are going to try to go in business for themselves. Like in Texas, there's a guy that comes in dressed up as Jesus all the time, and he's always over with the crowd. But it gets—if you're sitting around that guy, it gets pretty annoying. Like he—he he really tries to take away attention from matches and things like that to get people to pop.
1: He's trying to get booked.
0: Exactly. So, you know, and when he gets his name chanted, he just exit on. And I mean, it, it gets over the top. But for the most part, it should be a really great time. Um, it's also going to be a really long show. You're looking at four hours and I don't know if they are actually planning on doing a dark elevation or anything. like that. I wouldn't think so. I think it would just be dynamite and rampage. Um, so, yeah, just be prepared for that as well.
1: Yeah, and I would say, Kogan, I don't know if you uh, drink beer or not, but, like, you might want to make kind of a plan for that. Like, whenever – because that – a stadium like that, especially depending on what matches and stuff, like, I usually try to grab, like, two big beers, like, right at the beginning of the show. It's kind of a tip because you don't know – you don't want to be, like, mid-Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega and, like, you know – want to grab a beer so like you, you gotta you gotta get prepared for that as well i know doug here doesn't drink but yeah. that is that is something that like you know you gotta you gotta take that into account like beer and food, not, not just not just beer food and stuff as well like anything you're planning on doing just keep that in mind because you don't want to miss your favorite part of the show or merchandise you might want to get merch like right when you get there before anything started because but you might also deal with gigantic Ridiculous lines so you know like
0: back In the day like I remember when me and Bill and Stuff we go to WWE shows and like We would be up at the front To get in like go, get in There like soup like two three hours early Before the show would even let you in Just so we could get first dibs on merch. it's like that for AEW You cannot just go in Like when they open the doors And get merch you can forget about it The lines are ri- ridiculous So um but yeah man, have a great time. I'm I'm really excited for you honestly. Like if this is your first live wrestling show, you might be the biggest freaking wrestling fan after that because when you go to a live show and it's amazing, man it just hits you in the soul and then you just want you just want to gobble everything up. You just want wrestling all the time. So it it'll, it'll definitely be a cool experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, you'll enjoy it. And you you picked the damn good one to go to. Like this yeah. is like Doug said this might be the best show you ever get to go to. It might be your first non-house show. Just drink it in, man. Enjoy yep. it for uh enjoy it for what it is. Have a good time.
0: Like I would give up going to WrestleMania or anything if I could go to this show. Like this is, this show is is like it it looks so good. So, and it's going to be on free TV people. Like the how do you miss this show? It's going to be incredible. Guys, if you're in here right now, please smash that like button as well. If you haven't, please subscribe. Appreciate it. Um, If you have any more Super Chats, send them our way. I really appreciate all the Super Chats that are coming in. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, Chris with the Super Chat. Thanks, Chris, as always. With AEW continuing to grow and gain momentum, do you think they could do a pay-per-view at a MLB or NFL stadium and fill it in the next two to three years? Yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) Especially if it's like in a certain market that you know sells well. Like, I think they could possibly sell out Wrigley Field, like in Chicago. I think that that would be a possibility.
1: That'd be so sick to do something like that. And I think they could do it. I really do. Every time that, like, I'm done even, not that I even did this to begin with, but I'm done even doubting anything that has to do with AEW's decisions on Really anything, but especially when it comes to like the venues, because all these like AEW haters are constantly like, "Oh, they'll never sell that out," or like, "Oh, yeah, you'll see," like they're thinking too big or blah blah, and they just keep blowing it out of the water every single time. Like, yeah, like they 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 sell out of things within minutes. Like you, yeah. like this you know, it's like you know, so I obvious in another thing we've talked about on the show before. Tony Khan isn't like, I mean, he, he Tony Khan is a big wrestling mark like us, and, and all these things. We're very similar in a lot of ways, but what we don't have in common with Tony Khan is this dude knows sports inside yeah. and out to a degree that we do not understand. He knows what arenas to go to and what markets yeah. are right and when what what capacities to to attempt and all this stuff. Like, he he's from that world. Like, I mean, he it's this is. I know I I'm all over Tony Khan's nuts all the time when I talk about him, but like they, like, like seriously, this guy is like the literal best case scenario wrestling yep. promoter we could ever imagine. Yeah. Like so so anytime that you question these decisions, just think like if you, would you do it? Like if you like if you like you know if you ran the company and you had his kind of resources, would you want to try something like that? Because he does. Just trust him. Yep. Like just yep. trust just trust just trust the process here with this stuff. Um. So yeah, I think that they could definitely do a baseball stadium. Because guess what? I think if they couldn't, Tony wouldn't attempt it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think. Uh, listen. I mean, at the end of the day, nothing has surprised me, and I, I just, I you can't doubt these guys anymore. Like it's just, like it, it, it's like I said back in the day. Like, because it, it, Cody was much more of a leader back then than he is now. He's kind of more in the background. But, like, it was like if Cody threw out the bat signal, basically saying, guys, we're going here, like, w- then everybody needs to find a way to get there. And that's what happens. And so, like, if they know that this is a monumental thing, it's going to be huge. This is our WrestleMania, whatever they want to sell it as. That's the bat signal. And then everybody's going to go right? Like even, even me and you, right? Like we probably would have no plans to go to Chicago at a baseball stadium, but they're being like, look, we need you here. All of a sudden we start calling buddies and seeing, Hey, like, can we, can we make this work? Can we figure this out? Like, and and, and well, that's what happens. And, and
1: like what you just said there too, is so like powerful. And you don't even realize it, What you like, think about this. He, he, if he threw out the bat signal, like you said, right? Yep. And we answer the call because we feel that value in his fans that yep. we actually make a difference and we actually matter. Yep. Like that's the difference. That's so huge. It's yep. like because WWE can say that they're coming to Atlanta all day. They're they're coming to they're coming right up the street from me. Uh, the, the New Year's Day. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, they're making at
0: all. A, they're making a big deal out of that one too, right? I
1: don't care if I get free tickets, I'll go. I know some people who are for State Farm Arena. If I get free tickets, I'll go. If not, I don't care. But like if Cody was like, look, we like we can't do it without you. Like it like for real, was like yeah. we need y'all to come. We St. Louis or whatever. Like St. Yep. Louis, like. I know we like, we, we, y'all need to be here for this. We need you. This is the next thing that's going to put us on this next level. We need you all to come. I'd go. Like, I'd be like, dude, like, they need me. Like, I feel like I actually matter.
0: Well, that's what, that's what the whole, that's really what, like, All In was, right? Like, they promoted it on BTE and, like, the fans just were not going to allow that thing to be a dud. Like, we knew it was going to be a big show, we knew it was going to be a big deal. And they promoted it. And I mean, I remember when they announced the tickets on sale date. And I remember, like, I wasn't going to be able to go. But I remember, like, watching like a hawk trying to log in to get tickets just to see how hard it was. And when they announced that it sold out in minutes, it was just like, it was just a victory for everyone. Like, it, it was just like, yes. And then I remember when AEW was announced and they announced Double or Nothing. And, like, we We went that was the bat signal to us. Like this was the most important show and we went. And so, and like, I had never had any intentions of going to Las Vegas. It's not really my thing. I'm not a partier and not really a gambler. So it doesn't really, you know, attract me all that much. I had a great time, but that being said, like I had no desire to go there, but it was like, they threw out the bat signal and I had to go, you know what I mean? So that, that was the biggest thing to me. And in, in, that's why they, it's like, it's like Daniel Bryan said too, or Brian Danielson said basically, like, it's not that, you know, I wanted to leave. It's the fact that they built something that was so cool and the fans were so into it and they were so cool that, like, I needed to be a part of that. You know what I mean? So, that it's it's it is like a joint thing, and that's why I feel like too, like when the pandemic hit and there were no fans in the stands, they're such a huge part of the show. Like they really are. That's they feed off of it, and it's not just that. Like it kind of dictates the show. You know what I mean? And so I, I just well,
1: think about like the Dark Order at the beginning, right? Around like the time you're talking, like yeah. that, like we the our voices were heard and they changed it. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, like the nightmare collective wasn't working. So they got rid of it. Like, I mean, they didn't just continue to push stuff down our throats that we just completely rejected. So
0: yeah, for sure. Uh, Dan says, I'm going to Grand Slam with my best friend since I was eight years old. We used to do backyard wrestling and go to wrestling shows as kids. We've never been more excited for a show. And I mean, that's, that's what it's about, man. And I, and I really feel like a lot of people are starting to give wrestling a chance again. They're starting to go back to wrestling. It's it's working out. And I have no idea what the ratings are going to be. I really don't want to think about that. I mean, I think the Rampage ratings might be a little brutal um, because it is a Friday on a tough time slot. But at the end of the day, like, and it is two hours too, but at the end of the day, like, I'm just going to enjoy it man. These are these are great shows and I'm really looking forward to them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is this is the best. And I also I just threw it in the chat for you guys, uh, Michael 5000 and asked. And this is a good question, Michael. You could listen to all these episodes on the audio form the next day. So if like for some reason you got to dip out early or whatever, um it's Fight Talk podcast on Spotify. It's on all major platforms. You'll see my name on there. I always put me and Doug or me and Jesse, whoever I'm on the show with, like in the description of the the recordings and all that stuff. And I also want to give a quick shout out to Anthony talk one on, uh, on Twitter, Anthony, if you're in here, I saw it. He took a screenshot and sent it to me on Twitter. Um, I'll retweet a link for an episode of, of his podcast. I did last week that he just uploaded. I'll retweet that at the end of the show for anyone who wants to go check that out. But, uh, big shout out to Anthony. He's, uh, he's an inspiring dude he asked really really good questions like i really enjoyed the interview and uh, i think he's in here right now so what's up anthony awesome
0: what's up anthony um yeah so we got through our super chats i really appreciate it. if you guys have any more send them way. we'll answer your questions directly um when it comes to the card uh Sting and darby allen versus ftr <laughs> yeah like, is this a match that you ever thought you were gonna get? I mean, it's wild, of right? Of course
1: not, but this is the best. Like, this is like I'm not complaining at all about something like this. This is because it's the best of both worlds. Like Sting, like <laughs> you know that FTR is gonna make Sting look like a million bucks. Sting knows his limits, like he knows he knows what to do and not to do. I saw fans online that were like Shame on AEW flooding Sting. Take that that pile driver the other week and ball. is he's got a bad neck. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, the FTR, like, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, let the man live his life. Like this, this, like we got to stop being armchair doctors here. Like we don't know better than the people that are clearing him to do this stuff. So, right. so if he's if it's within, I mean, let's be honest, right? Anyone doing this at all? We saw it happen, of course, with, like, Steve Austin, and we've seen it with draws and stuff. You could have – sometimes things go wrong, but, like – and obviously we never want those things to happen ever. But, like, I don't – I honestly don't know if you could even say that Sting is more likely to get injured than really anyone else at this point. Like, he's getting cleared just like everyone else is. Yeah. Well, it's um, also
0: about who's doing the move, right? If you trust the people that are doing the moves, then – you know so and we're
1: dealing with professionals right, right. like I mean, it's like it's like we're dealing with FTR who these are the type of people FTR that would never be able to sleep another day of their life if they injured sting yeah like the amount of respect that they have for these kind of guys like right. they're not going to let anything bad happen to sting out there right like, so, and then Darby's going to be the one taking all like the really dangerous stuff anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's the truth. And by the way, I'm going to probably take Sting and Darby for the win because I just can't pick against them. But, uh,
0: yeah.
1: but I, I love the matchup.
0: Yeah. I mean, they've won now for a little bit. Um, it, it might be time for them to, to get their first loss, in my opinion. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with FTR. I think FTR is going to win this.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I it, it, literally every match on the show could really go either way. Would you really break it down like
0: That's very like, true.
1: But I I I love the uh I love kind of the stuff between Sting and Tolly as well cuz like Toley, I feel a little differently than I do about Sting. It's going to sound mm-hmm. a little hypocritical based on what I just said, but Tolly does seem to move around a bit worse than Sting does, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, like so like I don't know if I necessarily want to see a whole lot of Tolly getting out there and well, like, he out,
0: like the challenge. I was like, is he really going to like wrestle sting? Cause that's, that's what it be, seemed like. That could be bad. Like, Cause he did
1: have, bad. he did have that multi-man match where he like did a little bit in there. Yeah. Which but... I mean,
0: I could see that if he came in and did like a couple of punches or something to sting in a tag. But like, if they were actually going to do like one-on-one, like, like one, I don't think there's enough fans out there that would really want to see that match, honestly. And two, that has to me like goldberg undertaker possible disaster on it
1: yeah i could yeah like he goes for like the slingshot suplex but just like they both fall over the top rope or something i mean it would and it
0: would be like on live tv i mean oh my it'd be on botchamania all day long like it just no no, I, I yeah, I, I, but I like this. I didn't expect this, but I like it. FTR versus Sting and Darby. I think it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I agree. We talked about Britt and Ruby. We're going with Britt, correct?
1: Yep. Yes, sir. One hundred percent.
0: Going Britt. DMD. Final, final prediction on Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson.
1: We never talked about Pillman and MJF. We'll talk about that real quick. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um
1: I got to think more on the Danielson Omega. I got to make a okay, decision you, on that.
0: You think with Pillman and MJF, I think either MJF is going to win, but I sure feel like they're really getting close to breaking him and Wardlow up, and I feel like it'll buy them more time to keep him away from the title. So I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say Pillman is going to win by Wardlow's goof and costing MJF the match.
1: Yeah. This, this is a tough one also because, like, I could see I could see the value in, in what they're trying to do with Pillman Jr. potentially as just, like, a total just white meat baby face type situation, which works in AEW. They've kind of done the same thing with Jungle Boy. But, like, if I'm AEW, like, MJF's not losing. Like, he's not losing anytime soon. Like, especially coming out of this feud with Jericho. Like, like I just... I think it's a bad idea, but it's also similar to how I feel about Kenny Omega, where, like, I I don't like the idea of Kenny Omega losing again so soon after losing to Christian, especially because it had been so long since he lost before that. Like, I, I don't like the idea of it, but if done the right way and the right story is told and everything, then, like, it'll be fine. But right. but so, like, I, I'm going to go MJF. Um, a side note, when does Wardlow's action figure finally come out?
0: uh it's it's they've got the scan so yeah. it's gonna be a bit it might probably be like january or something like december january something like that
1: yeah because we've got two mjf so far no wardlows. lows there's um, a there'll
0: probably be another mjf before that one too because they got that mjf in the robe also that's, that's coming right. out so that's, that's pretty
1: sick they'll probably yeah anyway um <laughs> well we'll talk about I, I found all of series six. Oh, i got it before i forget to tell you i've just really quickly So, you know how I sent you that picture? By the way, y'all, feel like, you know, if you want to clap in the chat for me, feel free. I found uh, all of AEW Series 6 out in the wild, all of Unrivaled Series 6. So, I now officially have every AEW figure that's out there outside of the chases and the rares. Still working on the Unmatched series, still need uh, four more out of that series, but those will come. But so, I, I found Ray Phoenix yesterday after searching like six or seven Walmart slash targets. <laughs> and I went all over the place for like three hours. Wow. And, and the last place I went, which was the closest location to me, I was like, I'm not going to go back to this spot because I never have them. And then I was struck out so hard. I'm like, I'm going to go back to my local one. And lo and behold, they're all right there. Yeah. Anyways, I find the Pentagon or the, uh, the Ray Phoenix. That's the last one I needed. I sent yeah. you the picture. If you take a look at that picture closely enough, you'll notice. Cause I noticed it after I, I, you know, let it breathe. Somebody had replaced his chest. It wasn't like the original. It would because I could tell the uh the the tattoo didn't look right. Like it looked good, but I knew it it looked a little bit off based on what I'd seen on the pit and like the, the renders. Wow. So so I was like, someone had to this has to either be for another Phoenix or something, because I saw what looked like a couple of chips in it that like someone was maybe trying to make a custom or something out of it. So, but I caught it so. I, this morning, I went back up to the same place, and they had another one on the shelf. And I wow. just didn't did exchange. I gave them the old one and showed them the two next to each other. I was like, I know this sounds crazy, but Whoa. like, like the <laughs> tattoo on this one's wrong, the tattoo on this one's right. Like, I need it to be this because this was a fake figure and blah, blah, blah. And the bless her heart, the girl I was explaining this to literally didn't say anything to me. She just did the exchange. Uh... Just, just, just did the exchange without any... She was like, I'm not going <laughs> to... She probably felt bad enough for me to begin with. She was like, I'm not going to even question right. the this guy right now. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I, uh, but I now have uh, the correct Ray Phoenix. So that's,
0: that's a good story. Yay. But uh, yeah, I'm taking
1: MJF over Pillman Jr. Wouldn't surprise me to see Pillman win, but I'm going to take MJF. Um, just because I think they've just pushed him way, way too hard to have him lose to Pillman right now.
0: It's kind of weird too, right? Because it was like varsity blondes, like, Every week, like every time that I went to a live dynamite, those three live dynamite stretch that I went to in Texas, I mean, varsity blondes were on it like every single week, not necessarily dynamite, but at least like dark or dark elevation. I saw them every single time. And like that was just kind of the act. And then all of a sudden, you know, Pillman's in Cincinnati and now he's like this singles guy. So I don't know necessarily if they plan on going back to that Varsity Blondes well well, or if they're just going to roll with Pillman as the the guy, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure where they'll go with that either. Um, But it kind of reminds me of kind of like the old WCW days where you had like the American males or something. They wound up having like an actual split on TV when Bagwell joined the NWO. But like right. that kind of thing, where like I always kind of saw them as tag team guys, but then like Buff Bagwell kind of like became a pretty big single star after that and that kind of stuff. So I could we saw that with a lot of those random tag teams in WCW, where it just it was like Kenny Chaos and Rick Steiner, and be like, what were they? We have to ever do with Kenny Chaos? Like why is he tagging with Rick? But Steiner? like
0: it's kind of like I kind of like it though, right? Because oh yeah, it's like, yeah. Out of nowhere, you've got a guy that's a young guy that definitely, you know, people are interested in because of his dad and want to see how good he is. And, you know, a lot of people, honestly, in the crowd, just like Channing Pillman. They'd be just because it's like, you know, that's Brian's son. And so it it, but like MJF created a moment to where he could step in and all of a sudden you believe that he can give MJF problems because MJF insulted his family. He took it to a different level. So it's like you you were forced to embrace Brian whether you wanted to or not. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I just thought it was kind of cool. And then now he's kind of had some backstage promos and had little segments. And then he got to face Max Caster on Rampage. So I think they did a pretty good job with Brian Pillman.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I like his team with Griff Garrison and stuff. I think I think it's good for both of them right now. Um, yeah,
0: they have good entrance music too. It's a fun. Yeah, it gets people. You know,
1: really quickly, just it got me my wheels turning a little bit. We we're talking about Pillman Jr. and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, how long do you think? It's hard to tell because we don't know like the level he's at, but like it's inevitable that that. David Benoit is gonna wrestle for AEW one day. Like it's for sure gonna happen. For sure. I for don't sure. know, man. I don't know. Well, I saw but he's they, been. I saw he's been wrestling more lately. Like I don't know how well, good I, he is, but I
0: agree. But I just don't know if if they want Benoit deleted. Well, I
1: my thing with it is like because not only
0: that too, it's not just that he's a son; he looks, looks just, just like younger. him.
1: But the but the thing is, and I think that, not his fault. Well, that's the thing. I think the AEW fan base and Tony and everybody involved can can understand that. Like, they're not glorifying. See, the the issue, the, the, the only glorification possible is that he wants to be called like Chris Benoit Jr. and that kind of stuff. That I don't yeah, think you can do. No. But, but, like,
0: to what, if shut changed, what if he change? What if he his last name as he, like a wrestling character?
1: I think he could still be called Benoit. Like, I, I just, I, I get how, how, I get it trust me, but it's one of those things that's like, like you said, none of this is his fault. Like this kid, for this kid to have to like have just complete and utter shame off off of his name that like, it isn't his fault at all. Like, like his, his family is dead. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like this guy, like let, if this guy wants to be a wrestler, I'm not just saying let him be a wrestler if he wants to be a wrestler, but if he's a wrestler and he's really good and he's anything like his dad was in the ring, like, to 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 take that from that kid i think is criminal like like imagine if that happened to you like your dad does something despicable but like you have nothing to do with it and you're blackballed from the only thing you love for, the, for your entire life because of it like that would suck
0: yeah yeah uh, i mean i, I think, think
1: jericho i think i think that'll be jericho's last match
0: one day it'll be it'll be him and, and david I mean, I think we're kind of jumping to conclusions, just the fact that we don't even know if he's going to be good, right? Maybe if he's good, then I think he'll have to cross that bridge. If he starts to, like, get a name in the indies and, like, people are really talking about him, then yeah. But I I don't know. It'll be interesting. Let's just say that. It yeah, would just yeah. get
1: really weird if people are doing, like, crisp and watch ants in the stands because then it's like, oh, shit, I don't know. Like, it's like yeah. – you don't want to, you want to be happy for this kid, but like you can't glorify his father.
0: It's kind of, it's kind of like in the NFL, right? Like there's players that are good enough to be in the NFL, but they bring baggage to the point to where you just rather not even deal with it. It's not fair necessarily, but it's like, that's a lot of people's mentality is like, they don't want to deal with the baggage and it's not, it's not fair in a sense, but the name is his baggage, like, and, and the people are reminded, I mean, like what's weird, like I saw him at double or nothing in the, at the, like in the casino eating. And like, I mean, I didn't even know who he was. And I knew right off the bat, that was Chris Benoit's kid. Like I just yeah. saw him and I was like, that's Benoit's kid. Like he looks that much oh, yeah. like him. For sure. So, so I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting deal. And it's yeah. not necessarily like, I just know how cancel culture is. And I just know how much people latch to something. And it's like, if, if they choose to basically get rid of somebody, whether it's their fault or not, right. It's, 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 it's guilty by association a lot of well,
1: times. But like what, I know it's different levels. And I know this is a conversation I really don't even want to have, but just for comparison, yeah. Let's say Rick Flair gets like super cool. mega ultra canceled, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know. It could happen, do, let's be the, honest. The, and they take they took his woo out of the opener, uh opening sequence of the yep. show I heard and all that stuff. So does that mean they gotta get rid of Charlotte? Because she's a flair. Like it's gonna remind people of Rick.
0: Not only that. Not only that, Charlotte has said things and like that you could definitely cancel her for if they want to shine a spotlight on. I'm, but, just, yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, saying not though. even
1: not even that even included. She comes out in the robe, she's a flare. her whole thing right. is being a mini him. Like but right. that's my thing. Is like, does WWE have to get rid of Charlotte? Like, if, like, you know, I know that there's levels to these things, but it's the same kind of mindset, you know? Like it's something no, her I, dad did that she has nothing to do with.
0: Okay, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. What if Charlotte was in developmental and they've never actually shown her on TV? And then this thing happened with Ric Flair. Does she even get brought up or is the fact that they've already invested so much into Charlotte that they're just going to bite the bullet and deal with it?
1: Yeah, well, I think both scenarios are completely unfair. Like, I don't think she should be reprimanded at all for something her dad does. Just for the totally, record, totally but, agree. But, but yeah, it's less likely that they would do anything since she's like a massive star, like versus if she was a nobody.
0: Yeah, right. So, but yeah, that that AEW dream doesn't look too good in the right now.
1: Nah. So as far as Danielson
0: and Omega goes, <laughs> I'll,
1: I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Oh, did you officially take Danielson?
0: I haven't officially taken anybody. Uh,
1: this is so hard. I don't want Kenny to lose. I think it's wrong for Kenny to lose. He lost yeah. to Christian too recently, but they did it with that chair. And, and it looked legit because Kenny just sold the hell out of that that uh, unprettier to the chair. But I, I think Danielson wins. You know, And I'm not mad about it. I'm just saying, like, I don't want Kenny losing at all to anyone right now. But non-title, it makes – it makes sense for Danielson to win this match in a lot of ways. So I'm gonna take Danielson as my official prediction. But okay. if this is for the t- if this is for the title, I'd be going Omega though.
0: I think Kenny wins. I think Kenny wins. I think they find a way to make Kenny win. I don't know if the Bucks interfere or what, but I just think like you know, basically Kenny will give his word that you're gonna get the best of me and blah blah blah, but they're gonna find a cheap way to get out of it and Kenny's gonna find a way to win. Because I just can't see Kenny losing to Christian and brian danielson back to back like that and still looking credible but i mean you could also have him lose and it's like he's on the ropes right and now it's time for him to face adam page and like he starts to get really paranoid you know what i mean like you could do that too
1: but yeah but the the thing about it and the reason another i'm glad you brought that up because that's a, a thing that i've said a lot is like I think a big a big part of the value of Omega beating Danielson now once again if this is for the title I think it'd just be yeah taking Kenny for sure because for the same like it in your opinion does it do you think it would make Hangman look less like a big deal if he won after Danielson had already won you know what I mean like don't you think that the kind of devalues Hangman winning the title from Hangman is like we just saw him lose to Kenny or sorry just saw him lose to yeah. to Danielson. Now it's not as, I think it's more impressive. It's if it's like this dude just beat Brian Danielson first match, came in, but then Hangman beat that guy. Like, yeah. You know, so. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, that's, that's, I, I really feel like they can do the story that Brian was not prepared to face that Kenny Omega. Like he was, he thought he was ready and he wasn't. It was his first match. He never faced anybody in AEW. He jumped the line. And like he just wasn't able to pull it off. And then he yeah. has to go back and then possibly like face other people and prepare himself to work up the ladder to get to Kenny again or something like that.
1: I like that. I personally I like that idea the best. Is, yeah. is, is would be that happening. I my gut feeling though, non title, I'm taking Danielson, but like I want Omega to, to win for all. See, like members, I man. know
0: that Tony knows that if he puts it as a non-title, the fans are going to think immediately yep. Brian Danielson's going to win. Reverse psychology. so he's yeah. going to pull something. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how I feel. So,
1: so yeah, man, that's a hell of a show. That That's on free television. For tomorrow. tomorrow. Tomorrow night.
0: Right after Freaking David tomorrow. Busters.
1: Let's go. Yeah, Let's like go. You,
0: you got like the best day booked. Like that's, that's amazing. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, Thanks, sweet. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> then we got one more super chat. Thank you, Michael. Again, appreciate it. By the way, let me know how you feel about your Patriots right now. I'm just curious because, like, I'm I'm not sure. Like Mac Mac looks pretty good, but it's really like a kind of a running offense now, and kind of like what it was when for, like Brady's last couple of years, maybe. But uh, they don't they don't look the same. I'll say that, but I still think they're a good team. Um, with Brian stating recently that he sees this next three years, this is last year as a full-timer, what matches do you most want to see in that timeframe? And the way he said it was, is this is his finale. This is how he is going to end his career, but it's going out with like a bang, a big climax. Like that's basically the way, like this is not – this is not AJ Styles at Raw right now. Okay. This is like he Don't wants. Don't even th- get me
1: started on that. AJ <laughs> Styles needs to just finish that contract up. Yep. Just just do what you got to do. Yep. Give us two or three solid years of AW before you leave, man. That's like, it. You got, got to come
0: home, AJ. Like this That's company it.
1: is all you, man.
0: It, uh, it so is, though, man. Like, yes. Like, and, and there's so much they can do. And I mean, and that's my thing is, like, you don't think you could sell out a a baseball stadium with Omega versus AJ Styles? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's there's so much they could do. He needs to
1: come out there, especially if the Forbidden Door is still a thing. You got to win that TNA world title and then him and him and whoever the AEW champion. I mean, like, that's like, dude, imagine that. That would be so freaking awesome. Yeah. Like, I mean belt
0: collector,
1: or or AJ shows up on Dynamite and he's like, "Wow, TNA looks a lot different now, y'all. Like we made it."
0: Yeah, (laughs) right. right. (laughs) So Dixie, this is what we could have been, but you know, whatever. Yeah, at least see her on AEW
1: at some point too, just just for something. Just you know, why not? But anyway, um, uh, yeah, I mean, Michael, thank you for the super chat. I I uh, it's exciting because who knows what he has in mind for everything he he wants
0: to do. What are top opponents you want? Because, you know, for me, I want Will Ospreay, right? He, yeah. he wants it to New Japan. He said that he really wants to face um, Zack Sabre Jr. in England. That's where he wants to do it. So I would think it would be amazing if they could pull off like a Nick Gage-type scenario where they had Dynamite in England and they were able to get Zack Sabre Jr., and brian danielson on a dynamite like i think that would be incredible
1: yeah yeah i'd I'd like to see i mean because anything's possible i like to see him in low-key i like to see him in homicide um like why not dude like i mean like just run all that stuff back like all the stuff that we hadn't seen in the last you know 10 years plus that he's been in WWE.
0: i want to see him in punk versus the young bucks i just think that's just like the coolest match i i this It just represents two different eras, but, like, match that you never thought you would see. I think him and Malachi Black would be really sick. Really cool styles that would mesh well. Um, I mean, Jungle Boy will be really good whenever that happens. Yeah. That'll,
1: that'll be soon, I think.
0: I think Daniel Garcia is soon. He really yeah. wants that one. I think Dante Martin would be a really good one just because of the styles, right? Yeah. Um, but I, mean, I mean, Moxley, like there's, there's just so many different uh, matches. I think it'd be really cool to have have him face Sting. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yes. yeah, yes. Dude, dude. I want all these Sting free matches, dude. Like this uh, is this, this the best. Adam Cole, I think, would be really cool. Adam Page, Adam yeah. Page and Brian Danielson would be amazing. Um, yeah, there's just there's so many. But honestly. I want Will Ospreay. That's that's my guy. It will, he's just the best. And I would love to see what him and Brian Danielson could do.
1: Brian Danielson For, versus uh ASF. Uh, <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs>
0: uh, dude so funny at Loco. ASF was with two local kids. They put him in a tag match, and this thing went on forever. And these kids tried to do all these spots like Phoenix and they messed up and like Anyways, they had like this heel turn, and they got jumped. And uh ASF just like left the ring. He didn't even care. He was just gone. He was like, "Whatever, I'm not sticking around for this stupid story." So
1: he was. So he was still looking alright, or was he out there watching also?
0: No, God, no. Like it was just. I mean, the moment that kid goes in, it's a night and day difference from all the others. Like, and, yeah. and of course, he does the little flip spot where they hold both his arms. Like he right. always does that, and he does the hurricane rana for like oh, a couple minute, you know, thing. But, um, yeah, he's so crisp and good. but like, okay, le- legit. So I've never seen Loki up close the closest I saw Loki. forgot
1: that you talked to him this week.
0: yeah, dude I'm not I'm not going there. No, you I mean, uh, Don
1: told me about his conversation with Loki in direct messages and we'll just yeah, believe we'll it at that. I completely forgot about that.
0: Just just say that like if you know Loki's Twitter, Like he definitely is um, against certain things that aren't popular and I brought it up to him and oh my God, I got a promo and it was like, I was almost frozen. I had no idea what to say. It was just like, uh (laughs) uh-huh. Yeah. But like he is as intense as anything you've ever heard. Not only that, Steven, I didn't tell you this. Some drunk kid. That was probably like 20 because at Loco, it's BYOB. And I mean, these people bring hard liquor.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing. Yeah,
0: you can throw the pandemic out the window, right? Like, they're sharing bottles, just throwing beers to everyone. Like, it's just like this pouring drinks
1: in a wrestler's mouth. They do, (laughs) do.
0: throwing big old tequila (laughs) bottles up there every match, or whatever. The Matthew
1: Justice thing from a few months ago was the coolest thing ever. We threw the beer up in the air and then caught it and then chugged it. So, I I talked
0: to the guy that actually was there that gave him all the beers, and he's like, dude, I opened up my cooler. And he's like, he took all the expensive crap. He wouldn't take any (laughs) of the cheap stuff. And so he because he was taking like cans that was like red liquid. I don't know what it was, but I mean he was he was taking this stuff. But, anyways, this kid goes up to low-key, right? And starts popping off to him. And low-key gets up out of the table because he's just sitting there with his autographs watching the matches and this is during Chris Carter and Dante Leone and they're like getting to the climax where Carter's like doing a triple somersault through a table or whatever and this kid goes up to Loki and just starts talking crap to him dude like, Loki get like, low what did he say i have no idea but Loki gets up out of his chair and just gets right in this dude's face he tells everybody get him out and then he walks him down outside and half the half the place leaves to go outside to see if they're gonna fight. And like he he was ready to kill this kid. And I I kid you not that kid was maybe five nine and just like glasses like hammered. And he was trying to push Loki. They had like four guys hold him back and push him away. And Loki just kept walking him down. And I was just like, "What are you doing? Loki will kill you." Anyways. I've never been that close up to see a low key match, right? Dude, he is so good. It is not even funny. His motion because well, he's
1: actually hitting people.
0: Well, well but, but like <laughs> besides that, it's yeah. it's like it's like he's like a video game character. I don't know how to explain it, but like I know what you're talking is about. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's it's super impressive. And with him and Ninja Mac, like Ninja would have his fight stance, Loki would have his fight stance, and then they would just like go toe to toe with each other. And it was just like it was like watching a video game, man. Like, but like it, he hasn't mess, messed missed a step at all. Like he's he's phenomenal. Like he's so good. I can't I can't tell you how good he is. It sucks. And I listen though. After that speech, I get why he's not with any major promotion. I understand it and I, I fully get it, you know, and I was like, uh, so, so yeah, but I, I, as a wrestling fan, I'm really glad that I was able to get to see low key wrestle that close. I was second row that took about like a hundred pictures. Like it was super cool and Ninja max awesome. So to see both of them um, tear it up, it was super cool.
1: I liked uh I like Ninja Mac versus Atticus Kogar from GCW last weekend. That was a good yeah,
0: one. Yeah. I asked him how his head was. He's like, it's holy.
1: It's uh, holy. Yeah. Yeah, because he yeah, he had him with the uh the extreme disrespect. He he took he unmasked it. Yeah. unmasked on un, un, talk. Atticus unmasked Ninja Mac, put his own mask on his head, and then popped the skewers into Ninja Mac's forehead he's you know doing this whole deal then hit him with his bulldog driver for the one two three good yeah. stuff
0: i was able to get this eight by ten signed by loki and ninja mac right there oh that's cool Yep. so i got that and then uh got to take a picture with ninja mac of course but yeah i took a picture with ninja mac and loki and um uh gringo loco he was there nice. Dude, he was gringo, nice. lo-
1: gringo loco i i don't know if i've ever been more confused the first time i saw a wrestler than the first time i saw gringo loco like I saw him live probably probably four or five years ago for the first yeah. time at, I think, Glory Pro Wrestling. And he was like this fat white guy with cornrows yep. that was wearing a full body suit with American flag colors but was called Gringo Loco. And I was like what is this guy all about? And then I saw him wrestle and I was like, this guy is awesome. Like I yeah. am all about Rigoloka and I've been following his career ever since. Like I watch him in MLW often still. Like yeah. he's uh yeah, he's, he's this, he's deceptively like really agile. Like you, you see yeah. him and you don't expect him to be able to do that stuff. And he's really damn good.
0: Yeah, he's super nice. I told him I watch every GCW and uh, I definitely enjoy watching him wrestle. And he was just like, Yeah, man, GCW is my thing, dude. Like, we're, he's like, and I'm like, dude, it just keeps getting bigger. He's like, I know. I keep going to these shows and the crowds just get bigger and bigger. Like, I'm like, like Moxley's champion. Like, this is wild. He's like, I know. It's like, I'm like, how much bigger can y'all get? He's like, I have no idea. I just keep showing up. So,
1: as long as they keep doing scrambles, he's always got a spot.
0: I was thinking about this, by the way, like, do you think it's time to have like a scramble champion? Because (laughs) I've
1: never thought about that. That is
0: such GCW, right? But it's like they have a scramble, like almost every pay-per-view and there's no stakes. Every time somebody wins a scramble, it means nothing, but it's just a spot fest, right? But if you actually had a scramble champion, you could do scramble ladder matches, you could do scramble, and it would mean something. Like, I don't know. I think they should do it.
1: Yeah, I love that idea. I've never even considered that before, but they're like uh, Southern Underground Pro, my favorite indie, co- my favorite companies right now in the world, like I, I don't care if it's biased and I talk about this stuff on podcasts or whatever, just me personally, AEW, GCW, and SUP, Southern Underground Pro. Those are my three companies, three top companies. I love hundreds of them, but like those are my top three. And SUP always does scramble matches also. Like I think that would be, Like I've never even thought about that before. But like because it's such a staple for what they do. Yeah. Like I think that they should do. I'm gonna actually I know I know the booker. I'm gonna hit him up and I'm gonna say, Hey man, what do you think about this idea? They might not do it, but like they might not have even ever thought about doing something like that before.
0: Right. That's a really good idea. But but that's what I'm saying because, I mean, you know, it's like, okay, ASF wins a scramble or Ninja Mac wins a scramble, but it means absolutely nothing. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if there was at least a title on the line, it'd be like, all right, scramble champion won, you know? Yeah, I, I love know. that.
1: And you can feature <laughs> just such a variety. They already feature a variety of different types of wrestlers in those right. matches. A lot of them are more like the high-flying variety, but you're still going to get, like, your Jordan Olivers and, and, and Tony Deppins and stuff like that in those too So, uh yeah i love that idea good good
0: idea doug scramble thank champ thank you that's right it's it's so gcw too yeah like that this would make sense to me like they would do something like that and
1: put the belt on the invisible man
0: yeah there you go he wins the scramble uh, he won oh. he
1: won the cluster f uh a couple yeah. of years ago
0: yeah 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 I think One of
1: the, I, you ever watched okay. invisible man versus invisible stan with with Bryce Remsburg is the only person in the ring and he's officiating to invisible wrestlers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've, I, I've seen highlights. I yeah. watched the whole thing.
1: Really, really impressive. If I'm not, I mean, obviously it's just one guy obviously just doing, but like anyway. Yeah.
0: Hey, Invisible Man
1: versus Invisible Stan was better than, than anything else in the WWE
0: do all year. I'll just put it out there. <laughs> what, 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 what? did you? Th- what do you think of the matchup of CM Punk and Hobbs?
1: I think it's ambitious for a CM Punk to want to. You so let me put it this way: Will Hobbs? I think is re- I think he's going to be a really big deal for AEW. Mm-hmm. I think he has a great look he's actually has my favorite look of anyone in the company probably with like his overalls and stuff. I think he just, he looks like a guy who can kick ass. He's right. obviously very athletic. um, <laughs> Very believable. But I, and when I say ambitious for CM Punk, I mean, like he's coming in with like all this hype and he could wrestle anybody, but he's yeah. choosing, he's choosing Hobbs. Yeah. And, and I, I, lo- I love the idea, by the way, this isn't a negative. I'm just saying like, But for CM Punk to do that, like, he's got to be on a different level than he was against Darby. Because Darby is at a different level than Hobbs is right now. Yeah. So, like, Punk's got to really bring it because the only reason this makes any sense to do, I'm assuming Punk's going to win. But but Hobbs has to look really good in this one because this is the biggest spot Hobbs has had by far in his wrestling career.
0: Um, I I just I I I would feel better about Ricky Starks. I just well, I think like, that's
1: what's gonna happen eventually. That's like yeah, the big the big match I think
0: for like the pay per view. Right. I just Hobbs is kind of green, and he he's not he's not terrible or anything, but it's just you know that you talk about uh, possibly uh, someone that could be dangerous and hurt Punk. Like I I wouldn't put it out of the question. Like that could happen. You know, like how he's really upset with Ryback always hurting him and stuff. Like I don't know how Hobbs will be. Um, and I just, it's like, I don't necessarily want Brian Danielson to face Kenny Omega and then go to Daniel Garcia. You know what I mean? And so it's like punk went to Darby and then it's like Will Hobbs, but it's like, people still need to be excited about CM Punk. And sometimes you need to have him in bigger matches, honestly. So- I, I think he's
1: just killing time until he turns heel. I really do. I think he's just like, I think he's just picking all the wrestlers that like he has never been able to wrestle before, and like yeah. his kind of his dream matches. At while he's getting this huge babyface reaction right now, right, and just staying in the mix because the real money for him, I think we all agree, the real money for him is him a, a massive heel turn. Like that's, yeah. but that's it'll it'll be a minute because he's still there's still money to be made as him as a babyface right now. But like, right, um, but I I do like Hobbs though. I I think that he's going to be a very big star for AEW, um. I know this has become a giant meme, but like, I love seeing Hook put uh put CM Punk in that revert in that Dragon Sleeper because Punk actually sold it for him. Like, yeah, like he made it look like, like holy shit, like if if, if Hook gets you, like you think and CM Punk pass out to this thing, like, I, like
0: and, what what are we doing with Hook? Like, I mean, it's just you know he
1: he he's like an investment that's gonna start paying off like five years from now. Like he's he's the longest long the play legend. in all of AEW.
0: The legend of Hook is gonna be like to the point where this kid is never gonna be able to live up to the legend of Hook. Like by the time he makes his in ring debut, if this kid is the shits, (laughs) it is gonna be a big problem.
1: Well, the only time I saw him kicking people on the ground, it was terrible. (laughs) Like he looked terrible. But every time, every time you
0: talk about Hook like that,
1: but every time he's been, he's done like the Dragon Sleeper and stuff. It's looked pretty good. Here's the thing he'll get incorporated pretty soon probably i think like he'll he'll look green and he'll have some matches here and there but he won't give like an actual push i don't think for like a few more years like because he's literally coming from like no training at all so like training with cody and just being on tv like he didn't have any indie run he's very young um but i will say this like I think the, I think the women are loving, you know what I mean? Like he's like this good looking kid. He's young. He's got the hair and the whole deal and the muscles. And
0: like, so in Houston, Taz was cutting a promo off air because they were on commercial break. And these like group of guys got a big Justin Bieber chant going and (laughs) it broke Taz, like Taz started laughing while he was cutting the promo. <laughs> and then they kept going. And then Taz started rubbing Hook's hair like that. And They just kind of cracked up about it. But um but it was uh that's kind of like how people are looking at him too, right? Like he's a little pretty boy from you know yes. being in Team Taz. It's all and, a big uh, meme right now. It's like yeah.
1: everyone's everyone's really making fun of him at the end of the day. Right. But, but he the potential like he he might that's the thing you say like living up to his hype I feel like the bar is like actually insanely low for him because it's all just like jokes so if he's even like decent people are gonna be like hell yeah hook but you know? I feel
0: like I feel like it's gonna get to the point where the jokes start to like change reality <laughs> and people are actually by the time <laughs> that he actually steps foot in the <laughs> ring people are gonna have this expectation <laughs> that is just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's like the uh I think I talked I, I talked about it on the show last week, like Stanley from the office, like one of those kind of moments where he's playing basketball, but like he can't dribble Like, everyone thinks he's gonna be good. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, and we're just like, oh, what the hell?
0: <laughs> yeah. So he could be Stanley of 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 mm-hmm. AEW. That's yeah. that's my concern. But anyways. do you want
1: do you wanna like rifle through the predictions for uh rampage and then yeah. talk Nick Diaz? We had about a half hour, I just noticed. Yep, that's so. good. Um, um. Yeah, just pink. CM Punk,
0: Will Hobbs. I got Punk.
1: Oh, you got to go, Punk. Yeah, but I think, but like we were saying, I think that this.
0: How How can he win? Anaconda device? Because I don't think he can do the GTS to Hobbs.
1: I think he can GTS him.
0: I I, I just I I don't know. Like it's so easy to do it to Darby, but Hobbs is such a big boy. Maybe this is
1: where of. CM Punk's uh, MMA uh, mm. skills coming to come into mix, and he hits him with a real nice just. Just double like takedown into a rear naked choke on the ground. Just, yeah,
0: <laughs> new style. New style. Oh,
1: um, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna say CM Punk puts him up with the go to
0: I think you'll get him. Up and do you think that that leads into Ricky Starks or do you think it goes somewhere else? Because Ricky Starks was finished his deal with Brian Cage, but Brian Cage actually had an injury because he pulled out of the Buddy Matthews match, uh, last weekend. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if, if that's gonna last or, or what, but, um, yeah. So I, I don't know what's next for Punk.
1: I'm not sure. I think that uh at the very least, I think that um Hook will eat a go to sleep during the match. The okay. very least. Okay. Um yeah, what what else?
0: Um we got the lights out match between uh, Moxley and um, Eddie Kingston Moxley versus Suzuki and Lance Archer. Um who do you got in that?
1: I got to go Moxley and Kingston, I think, especially because, like, Suzuki's not going to be there long term, probably, Um,
0: even though I'd like for him to be. Telling um, you, Archer's taking the pin, though. I'm telling you that right now. New Japan ain't playing. You're not you're not pinning him.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and Archer like they've done a great job establishing him as like a top guy in AEW. Like I really, I really like how they use Lance Archer. You don't see him on the show all the time, but when you do, it's always something big. And he's very credible. Like his last yep. big win was that he just beating Moxley clean for the. I mean, it was a, like a death match, but he beat yeah. him clean for the U.S. title. So like I was
0: there. And that was a that was an awesome match. I had a really good time with that match.
1: So like, Archer like he he's he's a he's a main event level guy kind of no matter what win or lose so like i think and this is in new york right eddie kingston's got to win like they, they got to have a big a big pop a big moment for all that so i i think kingston gets the win on archer probably okay yes
0: all right so the super click adam cole and young bucks versus jurassic express and christian who you got
1: I'm gonna take oh you gotta go to the super click you have
0: to yeah I yeah. agree yeah this is I, uh this is exciting stuff I love seeing them together it should be a great match though I mean this is yep. like I mean this is PWg like yes. in my opinion this is like a PWg just go crazy match
1: and and as as kind of underwhelmed as I get by Christians like kind of, presence like he just yeah. doesn't he just he's just, he just never come across to me like a real main event guy it's nothing against him really personally i just never but he i gotta give him his credit like that guy can still go to a yep. super high level in the ring and at the end of the day that's all i really care about when it comes to him in aew
0: don't like, bring out a couple of good promos here and there too so yeah, no no his promos are, are
1: are great it's just when i see him i don't think like a kenny or a cody or yep, something you know I, I, just, I just i just don't I but but it but he's so solid in the ring that like everything they've done with him has been really really good. Yeah. So uh having him in this match you say like it's like a PWG match. He's really the only kind of not PWG guy that would be in this match, but yeah. he's so damn good at what he does that he'll 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 look like he belongs. Like he'll, you know what I mean, he'll be doing cool stuff and uh so I mean he, I, you you got to go super quick for the win, but like this is like, seriously, th- these are six of like the six of the best guys in AEW right here. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, and, and you can say that about like everyone on the show is like this. This so stacked, but like,
0: well, and yeah, we already, already know that Luchasaurus and Young Bucks have good uh, chemistry and, and Jungle Boy Dress express. They have good chemistry. We've seen their matches before. You know, Adam Cole is amazing. Christian's great in the ring. Like, this should be a really good match. Oh yeah.
1: You're taking the super click also? Yeah,
0: I'm taking super click. You
1: think uh, Kevin Steen joins the super click in January?
0: I think it's very possible. Hell, yeah. That's I think cool. it's very possible. Especially, it's funny, too, because it's at the very end of January, as from what I read, like January 31st. And I think the Royal Rumble is actually in February this year. Like, the very first, like February 2nd, February 3rd, or something like that. So, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting.
1: Hell yeah. I feel like he's gotta come over.
0: Yeah, definitely. If he doesn't, then we've lost Kevin. Like Kevin is he, he is just committed to WWE for the rest of his life and that, that's what it is. And
1: then he just might as well be Joe.
0: Right, basically. And we you know, there are people that we lose, so it could happen. We'll see. I I mean the biggest thing is that I just think even if they don't even really want Kevin. Right, like they're going to offer Kevin a lot of money just because of optics that they don't want to see someone jump ship. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of value to like even if WWE doesn't value Kevin Steen like we do. Like there's a AEW gains a lot of value by signing him. Like it's a it is a blow to the WWE to have him jump. So for sure. Um. Yeah. What What what, What's the next one? We got got?
0: a man of the men of the year versus uh, Jericho and uh, Hager. Um, I don't, I don't really know how you feel about the Dan Lambert stuff. Uh, I feel like a lot of the WWE fans like Dan Lambert because he talks trash on AEW and it's like how they feel. Uh, But like (laughs) deep down, I feel like Dan Lambert likes AEW otherwise he wouldn't be there. Right. But I just, I don't think it's really landing. I don't really think it's getting the heel heat that they expect. And, I also don't understand the MMA thing. I like them. I like them being a part of the show, but it's like I've got all these MMA badasses, but I'm going to get Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page instead. Like I, it doesn't really make sense to me.
1: I'm with you on that part of it for sure. What you just said at the end like it, they do I think they try to play into like Scorpio Sky having a bit of an MMA background, but like it's it's not and Ethan Page has no I mean well he's the karate man, I guess if you look at it that way. Yeah. But
0: well, and I um, guess technically he really does have a karate background. They said, right, so. right, yeah,
1: yeah. No, he's he legitimately has been doing that stuff since he was a kid. But like, right. but I love the promos. I just they they just they just kind of seem random and like out of place when he does it. But yeah. I I think the promos are great, and I know that I've seen him do interviews. Like he he does he loves AEW. Like okay. like he's yeah Dan Lambert is literally like. You know he owns like he owns more like legit title belts than Conrad does, I think.
0: Yeah, like, when they went to um, do that WWE looking for treasure or whatever, they went to his house and he showed his house and it was. WWE. Yeah,
1: I mean he's a he's a mega fan, so yeah. like he's living a lifelong dream right now, being able to be a heel on AEW TV. So like, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so personally speaking, I, I I love it, but it is it is kind of weird when you have like Masvidal, Arlovsky and Dos Santos and stuff, and then it's like. My guy is Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, and it's like you're surrounded by u f c legends that are, like actually fight people like we've never seen like maybe you're a hardcore wrestling fan like we are, and like you've seen Ethan Page be the karate man that's much different than the u f c like, like right. that's a completely different thing right um, but uh but anyways, yeah, um, I'm gonna take uh Jericho and Hager to win though,
0: okay. Yeah, I just I, I feel like they're gonna get involved. The MMA guys are gonna get involved, and it could be like a squad, like a, a DQ or something. I don't know. I just this this one to me feels rushed. Like Jericho was never really involved with this, and he just all of a sudden shows up, and then it's like man of the year. I don't know. We'll see. Um,
1: they should that that crew should show up during Punk's match. That'd be interesting.
0: Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Leave that alone. Let Punk let Punk have fun with pro wrestling again. and yeah. move that. I'm just saying later. it is
1: kind of funny. You have this guy here trash talking like all these pro wrestlers when, like the easiest target ever is right there on the show.
0: He, <laughs> but, remember in the promo with Darby, there's nothing more dangerous than facing CM Punk in Chicago. And it's like, yeah, I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, ask Whiskey Ball about that. He had a pretty easy night. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, but, man.
1: Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, I'm I'm gonna take Jericho and Hager, but I I could I could see that scenario. How funny would that be if they had like Hager and like knocking out like dos santos and stuff it's like
0: oh uh, i mean i would rather watch one of those either arloski or jds face hager in real life like this would be kind of cool if it led to a bellator fight
1: i I completely agree there completely i mean because hager
0: has fought nobody in bellator (laughs) yet and jds's chin is gone so i mean i think it's a compelling fight um so why if, not? if
1: Hager if Hager can get the takedown yeah but if he can't he's getting destroyed oh, by those
0: series 1000% <laughs> and i mean i like JTS more than i like Hager so i'm all for that. So.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm a lifelong Arlovsky fan. No, i always pick him in my predictions even when i think he's going to lose. So.
0: Yeah. No, i, I love Arlovsky too but i just like if you're going to book a Bellator fight JDS and yeah. Hager could actually happen. So yeah. why not? For sure. Yeah, you don't get Fedor, you get Hager.
1: Yeah. There you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that covers I mean, there's a couple of other matches that four on that four like whatever it is, it's like private party and
1: oh yeah, I'll take I'll take the Lucha Brothers team in that one. Lucha yeah. Brothers Lucha Brothers, Santana and Ortiz
0: against yes. uh, the Hardy family office. Yeah. Definitely definitely gonna win that. Um Yeah, and I'll take yeah.
1: Anna Jay over Penelope Ford as well.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there, too. So, yeah, there you go. So, guys, yeah, Wednesday and Friday are just can't miss. I can't express that enough. And I feel like that Rampage has such a good card on it that you're not going to get, like, a a crowd that's already dead from their last show that that just watched Dynamite. Like, I feel like people will still be excited to see him, Punk, and people will still be excited to see Adam Cole and the Young Bucks and all that other stuff. So, I think that's going to have really good crowd energy on both shows. So it's going to, it's going (laughs) to really make AEW look legit. Like that show is going to, if you were a doubter and you turn on that show, you're going to be like, oh, wow, this isn't a t-shirt company.
1: Well, and, and like, I'm not one to that really, like, really cares too much or or analyzes the ratings and stuff too much, especially between the companies and stuff but like there's a lot of buzz for this show. I mean, yep. I they're they're not that far off from Raw numbers territory here. Like I mean, it's well, totally so interesting.
0: I think that Raw got a .49 at the 18 to 49 demographic and the last 2 weeks AEW has beat them. Now this one that last week was like .43. So this is definitely going to be have to be a bigger number, but it is not out of the question. And if they beat them 3 weeks in a row, I mean, And this is another thing I don't think a lot of people think about. But, like, they kind of threw the kitchen sink at Raw, right? Like, they they tried to stack that thing as much as they possibly could. And next week is Cowboys versus Eagles on Monday Night Football. That is going to be a ratings barn burner. And if they don't bring a big show, like, that rating could be awful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw this – uh yesterday's raw was like a 1.7 or something like that yeah it's like a 1.79
0: or something and last time it was like a 1.6 i mean they were in, they, they were in big trouble on that last one and so, aw is
1: pulling like 1.1s 1. 1. Yep. 1.2 type yep. numbers i mean it's like it's just a matter of time y'all
0: yeah i agree <laughs> i agree especially like man once people really start to watch it they're just gonna be like oh this is so much better
1: i mean a lot of people will probably tune in for the first time tomorrow to see yep. danielson
0: i agree I gonna totally be like, agree.
1: Who's this Kenny Omega guy? <laughs> Wait a second, what have I been missing?
0: I think Kenny's always been that guy that like WWE fans have known about, right? It's just like AJ Styles, right? Like you knew about him, but it's like did you actually put in time to watch anything? And then you were hoping that they would come to the WWE, but you never watched them because they didn't go to the WWE. Now AJ did, of course, but like I'm talking about when AJ was in his prime in TNA, and like no,
1: I got you, sure.
0: But but anyways like with this it's like they they really might never have seen Kenny until tomorrow and so they really will be like whoa like Kenny Brian Danielson and then like
1: if, the rest you, of the show if, really.
0: if you're a long-term fan a long-time fan you're going to see FTR you're going to see Sting you're going to see Cody you're going to see Malachi Black you're going to see Ruby Riot who's now Ruby Soho like it definitely has enough faces to keep you tuned in through the whole.
1: <coughs> yeah, and then all the just all the unknowns that they're, I mean, let's see. Uh, obviously you have like the the jungle boy. Well, I, if we talk tomorrow night, um, as far as like new names and stuff, I guess that's uh, tomorrow night's pretty much all established. But yeah, you have you have Brit and you have Darby. Um, Darby. And Darby, I mean, imagine seeing him for the first – if this is the first time you've ever seen him and you're like, this guy tag teams with Sting and, yeah. like, and he's doing all this crazy stuff and, like, the crowd's going insane for this guy. Out, and,
0: and then you find out that he just recently faced CM Punk and then you go and watch that match and, you know what I mean? Like, yes. you just it's just a domino effect. For sure. Hell so, Yeah. It, yeah it's really exciting like i said on paper i think this is the best free televised card there has ever been so um uh i i can't recommend this show enough you know i know there's clash of the champions and all this stuff like this is the AEW version of clash of the champions but bigger this is this is as big as it gets so
1: yeah this is this is a great, just an incredible time to be a fan of professional wrestling. Just absolutely incredible. Tomorrow, like you said, free TV. Let's like, say it's, it's very much like a Clash of Champions. Very much like yeah. old school WCW. They're taking all the success, all the successful things WCW did and implementing them, and taking all the mistakes they made and just not making the same mistakes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look at the end of the day, there's a blueprint now on what not to do. And a lot of those people are alive that Tony can talk to, too. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think uh, I think it's just it's just the perfect storm. It's just really what it is. Love so it. we got about 20 minutes left, so let's talk. Our boy, Nick Diaz, finally coming back, seven years. Um, I'm super excited. Yes. I, uh, I'm still nervous. When Ariel put out that tweet, Breaking, it's, And it says <laughs> Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler. I, I my heart sank. I us, I, yeah. I felt like, Oh, okay. It's, it's called off right. Right. The week of what happened, you know? And when he just announced that the weight change, I was like, Oh, okay. I can deal with that. But it's still, it, it reminded me just like, we're not there yet. Yeah. We're close. But there's still the weigh-ins, there's still press conferences, like, like let's just get to the fight. But that the fight is happening. One thing I didn't know, I didn't know this was five rounds.
1: Yeah, I actually didn't know that either. I i I saw it in Ariel's tweet and yes. I like had a double double take on it. Yeah. They're
0: like, it's still five rounds. I'm like, what? It's five rounds?
1: So like, why did they just have this as the fight night main event of one week or something? Just like huge fight out. night or something. Well yeah. I mean, and trust me, I mean we're both we both want to see whatever the biggest thing for Nick Diaz is. But it's like it was gonna be five rounds anyways. Like you figure it would just be a main event
0: somewhere. Not but. only that, what fight have you seen on a countdown show that isn't the main event or co main event that gets thirty minutes?
1: Yeah, well, and also <laughs> I think I didn't I haven't looked into it, but I saw a screenshot earlier today that someone had took where like the Nick Diaz video on YouTube portion is like the numbers for it are like triple quadruple, like the next biggest video that they have for the same event with two title fights.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, well, and I haven't watched the countdown show, but it really seems like they do like a 30 minute piece on Nick and um, Robbie. And then they do the rest of it on Ortega and uh, Volkanovsky. And then they're like, also at that very tail end they're like also on the card mm. Valentina versus Lauren Murphy and like that's it. Like nothing that's even really covered. So
1: just a clip of a clip of Valentina just murking chicks for like five seconds. <laughs> then and that,
0: and, and then like Laura training. Like that's the Laura training. That's like it. That's, We're on that's a microphone. Wonderful.
1: I deserve a title shot now. Please. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Everyone Maybe. else has got a shot already. Please be next.
0: <laughs> so so yeah, um I uh I really feel like this is the co-main event, like Diaz and Robbie Lawler. I, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm also a big fan of Robbie Lawler. And as oh, far yeah. as I'm on my wall, I've got the Diaz brothers and I have Robbie Lawler. So I hate the fact that like I have to cheer for Nick over Robbie, but that's the world we're in right now. Um, I would like to see Robbie be successful, but I, I, I want to see Nick really get involved in, and get this thing going again. But at 185, I'm not sure how I feel about that because the only fight Nick has fought at 185 was Anderson Silva. Yeah. And I mean, he was all right, but like, I just don't know how his power translates. And I mean, to me, it's like he avoids cutting weight. I think that's the biggest thing. He doesn't <laughs> have to cut weight. Robbie doesn't have to cut weight. They're older so that i'm wondering if there were i
1: wonder if there was like a minor injury involved for, to like for one of the two just to like where they were like i can't make it all the way down yeah. you know what i mean like that's all weird i, think I mean
0: of. yeah on a tuesday the week of the fight to announce and say hey um we're changing the weight class well just, both
1: camps have to agree to that yeah. i mean it's like there's a whole process to it that obviously everyone cool. was okay
0: with well, I mean, but does it? I mean, because honestly, if Nick wins at one eighty five, then I mean, Izzy and Nick is is a is a money maker. Oh, yeah, I've been saying it the whole time. Nick,
1: yeah, Nick wins, he gets a title shot. It doesn't matter what weight class it is.
0: Like, <laughs> to me, at one eighty five, I think it's easier to get. You I agree. know, because Till just got beat, so it's like because he's beaten uh, all the top
1: contenders already.
0: Right, and I mean, what would you rather do? Um, Freaking uh, who just beat Till? What's his name? Brunson. Brunson, right? Would you rather do Brunson and Izzy or Nick Diaz and Izzy? I mean, it's no it's brainer. A, it's a no brainer. So, ah, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's the worst idea for him to be a one eighty five, but it's a, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, that's for sure.
1: We're also, you know, we have no idea. I mean there's so many factors at play with like just there's, there's no way of knowing how good Nick's gonna look but like yeah. we we do know he never really stopped being a part of of being a martial artist like the Nick Diaz army has never stopped like even even though there was the times where he was like spending time in Vegas and partying and all that like even even during those days you would hear stories about from like AJ Agrazam or whatever and those guys where they'd be like Yeah, we'd all be hanging out, and Nick would be be just sitting there passing a bong around, sitting in a hot tub, and Nick could just be like, "All right, y'all, everyone, all of us, ten mile bike ride right now." And they'd just be like, "Hey, Nick says it's bike ride time. We got to go ride bikes." Like, and Nick would always do this. They would just follow Nick. It wasn't like Nick like told them, "Hey, y'all have to do this." Nick would just be like, "Hey, I'm about to do this," and they would all just do it. So, like, and you know, he's. It's like it's not like he's, you know. in and Joe Schilling, all these guys he trains with, it's like you're he, he's never going to not be a good striker, you know what right. I mean? And when you mentioned the <laughs> the power, I think that's it could be something to a degree, but also, I mean, Robbie's chin is compromised, like, I don't think that makes a difference, regardless of what weight, weight, Robbie, Robbie's at.
0: Well, and yeah. I mean, honestly, if you look at the Colby game plan against Robbie, I feel like it should be pretty similar with what Nick would do. Yep. It's just yep. over, overwhelm him with output. Like, yep. that's I, I think Colby threw 500 strikes. I mean, I just think eventually Nick breaks Robbie down at some point. If the cardio is still there and Nick doesn't get caught with anything crazy, I just think he's by the third, fourth round, especially being a five-round fight, I think he's just going to walk him down. It's just gonna walk yeah. him down, and it. But I mean, Nick also has like the cartilage issue where he cuts easy, and there's just a lot of things that could go in Robbie's favor as well. Like, and, and Robbie, Robbie can has, still land.
1: He can still land, Robbie. I mean, Robbie I wanna,
0: has way more experience at 185 as well. So, strike force. Yes. Yeah. And Now, granted, there's a reason why he went to 170 and he immediately became dominant at 170. That seems more like his weight class. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Also, I mean, Nick's really good on the ground, right? Like, that. that's one thing. Because if I was Robbie and I didn't want to go against the cardio machine that's ready to box all day, I would just want to take him down. But I don't think... That's gonna be Robbie's strategy because he's afraid he's gonna get tapped out. So he's gonna be have to he's gonna be forced to stand there. I don't know why people don't do this enough. And Leon Edwards definitely kind of showed it. Leg kicks, man. Yeah. The Diaz brothers are wide open for leg kicks all day long. So if Robbie wants to go that route, I think he could definitely do a lot of damage there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I also want to make it clear, like you said. I'm a huge Robbie Lawler fan. Like I, yeah. I love Robbie, but it's like Nick's. If I had to pick one fighter, if someone had a gun in my head and said you have to pick your favorite fighter of all time, it would be Nick Diaz. Like that would be who I choose. You know, and it's like that. He's
0: just, he's just the epitome of a fighter. Yeah, like, he, that's just what he is. And it's like he can be gone seven <laughs> years, but it doesn't matter because he's ready to scrap right now. You talk up, you talk crap to him right now, and he's ready to go. Like, yeah that that is the type of dude that he is um so so at the end of the day in my opinion I, I just i feel like there are more things in favor in favor for nick diaz i mean robbie lost to neil Magny. robbie lost to colby robbie has lost other R- 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 rda worked him didn't he yeah yeah i mean so like you know like he's kind of on his way out like and he's never been the same since he lost to woodley <clears throat> i was with that one that was a, yeah, that was awful that yeah. was awful um and and i just I, I i just feel like nick's gonna win this fight like i know the the betting lines are even but all all i can say i would be shocked If Nick looks like a shell of himself, I really feel like we are going to get Nick Diaz.
1: Like, as long as we don't get what we saw out of BJ Penn towards the end, like, as long as it isn't that, I'll be all right with it. Yeah. You know, Um, I have high expectations, though. Like, I hope he comes in and he looks like he always did. Because one thing people don't consider when you take time off is... (laughs) similar to when i was talking about sting and stuff like
2: yeah
1: it gives your body a lot of time to heal like yeah he's gonna be probably less injured than he's ever been in his career um he's gonna be like ready his body like he's gonna be ready to do it but yeah i mean I, i i i think this was the perfect fight too for both guys like it made total sense to run this rematch 17 years ago and and beyond just the actual fighting style. Cause I love his fighting style. And so many fighters have adapted that, like obviously his brother and all these other fighters that, that like Colby, like you said, these guys who do like the 50% punches and just wear yeah. you down that, that is Nick Diaz. Like he's the one who, who came up with that type of style in MMA. Yeah. And, and the way that he brought Nate into the sport and Nate is just a mirror image of Nick, like everything yeah. that, that made Nick, Nick, Nate has done that. Cause he wants to be just like Nick.
0: I think, and, I think though, at the end of the day, what is so unfortunate with this seven year layoff is that Nate was able to take Nick shine and get a big spotlight and become a main eventer out of it. And like, but Nick has always been the guy like right. Nick, is, but people don't know that. And I think that's what's so frustrating. Well,
1: new, newer fans don't know that. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But
0: but I mean, there's a lot of newer fans. Like, there's fans that just started watching when Ronda Rousey was on her heyday or Connor or any of that. Like, you miss most of Nick Diaz's strike force run and all that stuff. Sure. So, like, I just. I just and another thing, Nick's crazier than Nate. Nate's pretty chill. Like Nate can, yeah, whatever. will fight, but like Nick, Nick goes nuts. Nick, when Nick's I, a little off the hinges.
1: Yeah, and, and, and that's kind of what I was getting at too. Is like I've talked about it on the show before, but another reason I like Nick so much and why he's my favorite is like because of the the way that he he treats the whole situation with Nate. Like the interviews he's done about yep. feeling guilty about getting him into fighting and all this yep. stuff, and like and and I just, there's so many similarities with me and my brother. Like my brother is only into boxing and, and fighting and stuff. Like he became a boxing trainer and he only got into combat sports. Cause I like combat sports. Like there's a lot of stuff that I do that I see like he is really into. And there's the only reason is because I'm into it and stuff. Right. And if I ever got him into something that I thought was wrong or a bad idea, I I'd feel guilty about it. And I'd want to help him find a way out of it. And like, that's it's it, so like, I just, And being a bigger, uh, an old old brother and everything is like, that's, so there's just a lot that I just can really relate to. And even when it comes down to like the weed and stuff, just knowing like the bullshit this guy had to deal with over weed. yeah, Like, and just knowing like, I I mean, I talk about all the time. Like, I, you know, I think it's, I'm a big fan of it, but it's one of those things where it's like, does everyone have to do it? No. Does everyone have to be a fan of it? No. But like, it clearly helps him in his life. And the fact that he's getting so penalized over something that's legal in like most of the country at this point is just so insane.
0: So, well, like, and it's like it's, it's like it's, it wasn't just for MMA though. He was like the, a, a trendsetter for all of sports. Like, yeah. He, he really, sh- like, when he got suspended for five years, it really shined a light on the punishment. And people were just like, uh, from all sports, universal, they were like, this isn't right so i think at the end of the day he is going to be remembered for that as well like he is going to be one of the guys that really fought for marijuana rights and tried to get him legalized for athletes because at the end of the day he didn't care if it was against the rules or not he was going to do it and so he it's like it's like ricky williams and like nick diaz
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it's a good point um but I mean, yeah. Now the UFC has like a CBD sponsor and stuff. I mean, right. Like what I really am looking forward to, I'm not gonna lie. I cannot wait until Nick Diaz is up there on the stage and he's burning just a fat joint in everyone's face. Like, you know what I mean? It's like because because and Nate does it all the time now. Yeah. So it's like Nick's gonna do the same thing and he's gonna say, "I don't care." Like now I can't get in trouble for this anymore. Like right. like finally, y'all like, I mean. Think it just I know that some of this stuff was self inflicted on him. I understand that, but like the fact that the biggest win of his career technically never happened is so wrong. Yeah, like I mean, he's just been screwed left and right over just petty bullshit, and he was just made an example of. That's all. And they I
0: were was. they were gonna run run back him and Carlos Condit, which would have been a huge mega fight, right? Like the first one, they had the prime time special. It was a close fight. People really wanted to see a rematch. And, and they won. were gonna and they that were gonna suspension. right. And they were gonna run that back. And then he tested positive. And that was it. Like and it's just it just sucks. So and then the fans um,
1: rallied behind him to get him the suspension from five years down to one year yep. successfully, but he was so over all the bullshit that he's just been gone he, for seven years. He took anyway. seven,
0: he took seven yeah. years. He's so. like, you
1: know what? Like, screw you. Screw you guys. Like, he did, it, 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 nothing against the fans, but it's more against, like, the sport and kind of, like, the system. Yeah. Like, yeah. y'all keep screwing me. I'm not going to keep coming back and making y'all money. Like, I'm, like, this is bullshit. Like, yeah. yeah. But, but then then Nate went off and, you know, I'm sure, not not that this necessarily matters, but I'm sure Nick gets a cut of Nate by being his, his manager and everything or whatnot. So, it's like, he's still benefiting from the sport through his the people that he trains, luckily. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, my, I gonna mean, like through the roof for this. But really like a part.
0: Nick and Nick and Connor fight could have been yeah. so huge. Like, and that's yeah. why everybody really wants to see him in Masvidal because yeah. it's such a huge money fight. And all he's got to do, in my opinion, is get through Robbie, unless he wants to stay at one eighty five. If he wants to stay yeah. at one eighty five, then he then he's right there. And I mean, like I said, I don't think it would take much to get to Izzy.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that's what you do. You either have either wins this and he fights Masvidal because of the history with Nate and all that stuff. Or if he stays at 185 and he fights Izzy. All right, I, I is, is Izzy, is Izzy and Whitaker? That's going to happen. It
0: just keeps getting pushed back. Yeah. But, they, they <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not looking good anytime soon. So
1: like I, I think, I think that Nick would have a better chance of beating Izzy than Whitaker just because I think Izzy might be able to get caught because he'll be, he'll want it standing where Whitaker can like, he's just more well-rounded.
0: That, yeah, and I feel like Izzy is a better fight than uh, Usman. I feel like oh, Usman yeah, yeah. Is a terrible fight that would for be
1: him. just like the GSP fight.
0: Yeah. yeah. Although. One thing I give credit to Usman for is he will stand with you dude. Yeah. He will stand and he will bang and True. Yeah, I mean that's why he's putting guys away.
1: So one of the one of the best sound bites ever was when Nick is talking about how George hits like a bitch. Like he's yeah. like he's like he's losing the fight on the on the scorecards but in between rounds he's telling his coaches he literally says something like he's like I don't I don't care who wins or loses this guy hits like a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like damn man. This is good That's
0: what he was done with this MMA. I think I'm done yeah. with this MMA.
1: Yeah, I think was, <laughs> yeah. Man, I miss <laughs> like the Metal Militia sponsorships and all that stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Man,
0: he's gonna he's gonna come out to Tones. He's gonna look angry. He's gonna be ready. I can't wait. I think it's yeah, gonna be like, so awesome. I wonder if
1: Nate's gonna be in his corner.
0: I I don't see why he wouldn't. Yeah. I mean Nick's always there for him, so he should
1: just be like this corner should just be him, Caesar Gracie. Or Nate Caesar Gracie Jay Shields and Gilbert Melendez <laughs> it's just like that'd be that, mad. that
0: that post fight man, no telling what Nick is gonna say. <laughs> no telling if he wins. We'll see. I mean, we might be totally counting our chickens before they hatch. And Robbie goes in there and blasts him. I mean, we just don't know. Call so.
1: out Joe Riggs.
0: Oh God! Wow. <laughs> at a hos at a hospital.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That. So-
0: That's a thing too that like people don't understand about Nick. And what's crazy is like the UFC had Nick at 20, right? Yeah. But like, so Nick was a prelim fighter. UFC 44 is when he debuted, which was Tito and Randy Couture. And Robbie was a poster boy. Like Robbie had faced Pete Spratt at 42, sudden death on the poster. He already
1: beat Tiki Gosen. I
0: think he beat, he beat him at 40. Yeah. He beat, yes. yeah, that was, that was the very first live MMA fight I ever saw because that was a, the opening fight at UFC 40.
1: And that was one where Tiki said he got beat by a cut and Robbie just like shrugged it I off. Mean, like, but
0: <laughs> his his whole eyebrow was just yeah. like gash yeah. this yeah. huge punch. And, yeah. um and then he fought Chris Lytle at 45 and he lost that fight and they were all being like, you know, hit me again. They were all high-fiving each other. It was a weird fight. But anyways, like Robbie was their poster boy and Nick was just supposed to be some jujitsu kid. So whenever you hear jujitsu versus striker, you're thinking like, oh, this fight's going to be boring. The guy's just going to constantly try to take it to the ground and Robbie is just going to knock this guy out. So I remember when I ordered the pay-per-view, I mean, fully Robbie Lawler all day, right? This is an easy fight for Robbie. And then Brogan really sold it and he was like, like he's talking crap to him in the ring oh my gosh like he's in his face he's throwing all these punches and and then like he started to rock robbie and everybody was like oh my god and then dude when he knocked him out it was just like oh (laughs) but anyways he um he uh he just was kind of like you know what's up I mean, I'm here. I'm um, I got my, my brother Nate. He he's really good. He'll be in here soon too. And we gonna run this. And but like it was nothing like he wasn't over-the-top special or anything, right? But when that Joe Riggs fight happened, he called in the MMA weekly radio with Ryan Bennett and went off, right? And explained the story. And I was just like this dude is insane right like i was like oh my god like i had no idea so like they never marketed him they never did anything that was like the bad boy nick diaz until later on and then i remember like he fought diego in the ultimate fighter and it was like the finale and i thought for sure he was gonna beat diego it was a great fight but he didn't beat diego Decision, was, right? Yeah, it was decision. Yeah. And it's always those that, like, <laughs> yeah. because he's a jujitsu guy, he openly lets guys take him down, and he tries to get them to – he tries to tap him out. It doesn't work. He loses rounds. He gets pissed, you know. Yeah. Because the Diaz ideas we just fight till death. Like we fight till somebody falls down and then it's over. That's why Nate beat Leon in his eyes, because it was like when the clock ran out, you were running. You know what I mean?
1: There is something to be said about that though. <laughs> I, I It doesn't, it doesn't, it does not equate to wins and losses because of the way things are scored. But like, there is something to be said about like beating the hell out of Leon Edwards, the fifth round of a fight and having everyone being like, well, if it was around six, like, you,
0: well, know I mean? you know, in football, they're like, there is no moral victories in fighting. There are moral victories. Like yeah. Nate, Nate won that fight. Leon was <laughs> taken out of title contention because of that fight. Like that
1: round, he's not that one that, round.
0: That, that, that's it. Like that, that's what happened. So, but anyways, I just want people to understand that when they first fought, like Nate, Nick was just supposed to be fed to the lions he was a nobody to them they didn't mean they thought that robbie was just gonna smash him nick was supposed to be the rebound guy for robbie who had been struggling recently you know he lost he lost to um i'm pretty sure he lost pete spratt off of like a leg kick and um he did lose to chris Lytle. so he was on a skid, and they wanted to build his confidence back up so they put him in there with a prelim fighter that's what it was and it's become this like legendary fight and now they're going to run it back. Seventeen years later, I think they yeah. said. So I mean, it's it's pretty wild. It's a it's a kind of a cool story though. And I mean, now Nick is the huge superstar, and Robbie is kind of like the old champion that's kind of fading away, the old former champion. You know?
1: Yeah, love it. Super hyped. Thought so let's let's, let's oh, talk wait, about wait, wait, um, really quickly just ahead. so I don't forget. Fightful YouTube. Anyone watching or hears this? Uh, youtube.com slash fightful. You're gonna be on there with me, right, Doug? You yes, said you're, you're gonna going to be free me. now. So yeah. it'll be me, Doug, uh probably Rob Wilkins, probably Sean Ross Sapp, and possibly Jeremy Lambert. So it'll be fun. And a lot they're all like long time old school fans too. So like they were, you know, Jeremy watched back when we're talking about also. So like it'll be it'll be a good time. So if y'all want to watch that, um we're gonna go on live for the Nick Diaz Robbie Lawler fight and then stay on there through the two title fights. So Three watch along fights this weekend on Fightful's YouTube channel. So join us for that.
0: Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be sick. I don't I don't know if I'm going to be able to contain my emotions in that one. That one's I, I want Nick to win. I really do. I, I'll be so excited to see him come back. And uh, so yeah, real quick, let's let's talk about Volkanovsky and Ortega. Um, oh, really
1: quick, I'll just throw it also. Shevchenko over Murphy. I don't think it really has to be even yeah, talked about. But
0: next. I mean, yeah. it's, it's such a bad matchup too because Murphy is stiff. She's tough, right? but she
1: deserves it's, a title shot. Like she, she does. has beat everyone else. Like it's There's her time. Just
0: levels. Yeah. And like she's I agree. just here. But like Murphy's a terrible style for her to me. In my opinion, Murphy's like stiff but tough, and she'll go in there and you know she's rugged and she'll try to make it a dog fight, but with technical skills, it just ain't going to work out that well. It's, Completely. Agree. It's a lot like a. It would be like Anderson Silva versus Chris Lieben type stuff, right? Like it's just – it's not going to go well in
1: my opinion. Yeah. He might play the banjo on you then give you his water at the end.
0: <laughs> so uh, Volkanovski-Ortega, I, I mean, I'm personally leaning towards Ortega. I kind of feel like Volkanovski isn't even a real champion. I feel like Max Holloway beat him. So I, I just think that Ortega learned a lot in the Max Holloway fight. And I think he's a really tough, gritty fighter, and I just feel like as a well-rounded fighter, he's better. I think Volkanovski has better stand-up, but I do think that Ortega—I think his links going to be a problem. I just I, overall, I just think he's going to win the fight.
1: Yeah. So the way I'm looking at it is like obviously if it hits the ground, Ortega huge advantage. Yeah. Um, but striking, <clears throat> my thing is like Volkanovski. See, I disagree. I think Volkanovski won both fights against Holloway. Um, now, <laughs> you're like you can't even look at me like that. I mean, they were obviously very close fights either way. The, the um, second
0: one, uh, the second one, I think Max clearly won, but it's okay.
1: Yeah, I, I'd have to rewatch the second one. Now, I'm also pretty much on the Volkanovski hype train because I was, I was taking him like probably three or four fights before he fought Max. I was like, that's the guy who's going to be Max. Like, yeah. I was like, this is, like, that's the guy, I like, cho-. similar to Jan Blahovich. I, like, yep. I chose him when I stuck with him. Yep. So I might have a little bias. I love Max Holloway, though. One of my favorite fighters ever. Um, But we're either way, Max Holloway is clearly the number one contender, right? Like, he, he's going to probably fight the winner of this fight, um, unless they actually wind up doing uh, Holloway and Yair still, because that was booked, and I think it's been pushed back. But who knows what's going on with Yair. So yeah. that said... I think it stays standing for the most part. We've seen Ortega, like, he's got way better hands than he used to. He knocked out Frankie Edgar. Like, that was a big one because Edgar doesn't really, usually get stopped like that. Super um, tough,
0: too. Durable. Like, he took a beating from Max Holloway. Max
1: Holloway beat the hell out of him. Yeah, yes. you're right. Super durable. And he also, after that loss, he he, he made changes in, like, his kind of inner circle and his training and stuff. And He, he looked, went
0: away for, like, two years.
1: Yeah, and he looked great in his return against Korean Zombie. Yep. So like but that all being said, if Volkanovsky can avoid getting taken down, which I think he's capable of, I just don't know. Yeah. The way I look at it is almost MMA math isn't always a good thing to do, but the way I look at it is like if Volkanovsky can hang with Holloway, like he beat him in the stand up game for five rounds the first time. Yeah. And then the second time it's debatable, but it was really, really close. Right. But it, but it's like but it's like if Volkanovski and Holloway are like on the same level striking, and we've seen how Ortega looked like against Holloway, yeah. I just have to imagine Volkanovski will piece him up also. Yeah. Um, that said, Ortega has a chance to knock out Volkanovski, I think, because I think he has heavier hands than like what people probably realize. Right. And if it hits the ground, I'm gonna definitely definitely. Leon ortega for sure if this hits the ground but for a prediction i'm taking volkanovsky i'm just i'm assuming his takedown defense is going to prevent him from spending too much time on the ground and he's just going to have the better striking so and
0: then wasn't this fight scheduled and someone got coped yeah yeah um volkanovsky got it right
1: I can't remember because they initially weren't like the reason they did the ultimate fighter was because it was supposed to happen before all that. And then they, yeah, it, back I, it and, was
0: Volkanovsky yeah. because he, he has, you're right. He got COVID. And all that yep. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so they've already been training for each other for a really long time. So both, both guys should be extremely prepared for each other. So yeah, I think that that's going to be a big benefit as well. So. And
1: another matchup that like, or ortega is definitely the right opponent like he did enough to to earn this title shot again um holloway like we said whether or not i mean if he beats yair obviously he's no more contender again but even if he doesn't fight anyone else based on his first two fights with volkanovsky i I honestly i'm not usually huge on like uh uh, trilogy trilogy fights and 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 like the quad fights or whatever where you go for the fourth or whatever but like I, I mean I I will I'll watch Volkanovski Holloway all day. Like you, yeah, you can you can you can do a third one, a fourth one, a fifth one. I wouldn't care. Like if they if they're the same caliber of the first two fights, that's I'm good with that all day. So well, it's
0: interesting too. Is like if Ortega wins, I think you run Holloway back as well.
1: Yeah, and I think but we we'll see. I mean, I I, I do like Ortega. By the way, it's just stylistically. I just don't know if he can hang with the top strikers in the yep. division, but he can obviously tap these guys if he gets in the right position. It's just he's got to get to that position to be able to do it, and that's that's where I have my my doubts. So
0: T City, I got I got T City by what Ortega. submission?
1: Because mm. like I don't think he's gonna outpoint him unless he just like can out wrestle him on the ground, basically.
0: Yeah, I think he's gonna stop him.
1: And gets puts him in a triangle choke. I think city gonna,
0: style. I think he's gonna finish him with strikes.
1: You think Ortega on the ground or on the feet?
0: I think he's gonna fall down on the ground and then he's going down on uh, like he's gonna finish him on the ground, but he will knock him down.
1: I could see maybe a position where he can like get him disoriented and like flatten him out like on it, like with his like have the hooks in from behind or something and get like yeah. the you know, like the behind-the-head You know, the head
0: you know what it kind of it reminds me of? <clears throat> um, uh, Whitaker and Yoel Romero. I feel like Volkanovski has kind of gone through that with Max Holloway, and mm-hmm. he just might not be the same punishment-wise going into this fight.
1: It's possible. Those wars definitely take a toll.
0: So. Like, Ror- like Rory and Robbie, clearly they were never the same after that fight. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Both still good, but not at the same level. That Kane
0: were. and J especially JDS after the Kane fight. I mean, it just never was the same. Like after the, the second third, fight. The, or the third one.
1: I can't remember how bad the second one, one one of those two I I just I I obviously remember uh JDS winning the first one. But then all my mind remembers after that is just like images of Kane just pushing Dos Santos up against the cage and just mauling him for like rounds at a time.
0: Like- and so that that the third one, which I was there for, like it was just I I mean, I physically like I didn't I you almost like feel it for him. Like you you could see the punishment that he was going through. But like he wanted it so bad he wouldn't stop. Yeah. But it's like you just know that he's not good enough to beat him. You know, it was it was tough tough to watch.
1: I remember those being those kind of fights too, where like it would have been totally fine if they were stopped like well before they were, but like you kind of didn't want them to stop it because JDS was still fighting back. Right. Yeah. I so mean, once
0: it's so bad, you you you're seeing all these Brazilian flags in the crowd, like they they are rooting for him. Like it's just it's tough. It's tough to stop. Yeah.
1: But a great pay per view this Saturday, UFC two sixty six. Yes. Very, very much worth uh, your money, everybody, in my opinion. Uh, if you are a fan of mixed martial arts, a little bit of everything. Uh, also, you've got Curtis Blades and Jai Rosen Rosenstrike. I'm going to take Rosenstrike by knockout yeah. the same way that Lewis did it. Two blades. Isn't yeah, the same.
0: Blades is kind of falling apart. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Well, he's a bit one dimensional. He's going to have a yeah. hard
0: time with like the really good strikers. He's starting to get exposed.
1: Um. Jessica Andrade and Cynthia Calvillo. I'm going to take Andrade on that one, probably.
0: Yeah, Andrade to me is, is good. Like she's good, and like she's she's the almost like the gatekeeper. She's the number yeah. two, but she's she's been gatekeeper. the champion, right? Right. But and, in a
1: different weight class. But, yeah. Um. But but yeah, she's basically like she's the second best uh, fighter at flyweight. She just levels below Valentina still. So.
0: And, like, I felt like if anybody could give Valentina problems, it was her. And, I mean, she just got murked. Smoked her. Yeah.
1: Um, Two more that I just want a quick prediction on. Marlon Marais versus Marab Davis valley That's a good one.
0: I don't know, but Marais needs to win this fight.
1: I'm actually taking davish But, like, I I agree. Like, yeah. Marais, I would
0: take it, too. Marais, though, yeah. I mean, he's he's getting close to getting cut. I think it's three in a row that's it's happened it, now. It would
1: be. To all good guys, but there is a little bit of a – you don't want to be someone losing three fights in the row in the UFC, especially if you're making a certain amount of money, which I know Mariah probably makes good money because he came over from uh, WSOS.
0: Especially if you were, like, close to being a title contender. <clears throat> like, you were right there. So it's like when you fall that far, it's just kind of like, okay, next.
1: That's when the UFC says, we're giving you a lot of money, and we'd rather just have Viacom pay it to you. So yeah,
0: will yep. right. Um,
1: You have uh, the last one here that I wanted to get one for is – <clears throat> Dan Hooker and I uh, saw Halgress the uh, mini does he,
0: does he have a fight? because from what I understand, like he has no fire right now like the the guy that uh, pulled out he he can't fight and then they wanted another fight and he has like broken ribs or something so he can't fight, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know how this is all happening and I know there's been like yeah flight issues and like, yep. like hooker getting to the states from New Zealand has been a whole thing.
0: He made it just in time and got his visa and everything was going to work out. And then the guy that he was going to fight had to pull out. So it sucks for him.
1: Wait, so is Minnie Gaslam out? Yeah. Is that
0: what you're saying? Oh,
1: I didn't even see that.
0: He's out. And then they were trying to find another opponent and that guy couldn't fight either. So now it's just Dan Hooker's just hoping to fight somebody.
1: All right. Well. I hope he gets to cause Dan Hooker's one of my favorite guys to watch. I, think, it's I don't kinda, think
0: I don't think he's gonna fight on this card. I think they'll find something for him like on a fight night or something like that. He'll stay in the States and
1: get to I, fight. I will say it's kind of a shame that like most people right now probably know of him only because of the Michael Chandler knockout. But like yeah. that dude was putting in some serious damn work before that. So like he almost beat Dustin
0: Poirier. That was a that was damn a war. fight. That was yeah. a war, so yeah, he's yeah. he's not a joke or anything. He's a real yeah. deal.
1: So I'd like to see him get back in there and rebound and get back get back on the winning track. But uh, but yeah, and that's that's a solid, uh, that's a really solid card there. Looking forward G- to
0: it. GCW has a card on Friday, don't they?
1: Yeah, they've got one Thursday and Thursday and Friday or Thursday and Saturday.
0: I think, really- I think it's Thursday and Friday. They have the emo card, right, on Thursday? Yeah, emo fight on Thursday. And then and Friday then- is the the New York whatever. Yeah. But that's like AR Fox versus Alex Zane, which I'm really looking forward to. And uh, Cardona is supposed to be on that card. It looks like they're setting him and Effie up.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. And even seeing the tweets, he's been really going after Effie and talking about Sean Ross Sapp looks like Effie oh <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh
1: yeah. I hadn't heard that, but now I'm like I'm laughing because I actually can see the similarities. Like, yeah, like he's
0: he's basically saying that Effie isn't real and it's really Sean Rossap the whole time. Oh, that's so hilarious! I've been yeah. pretty much off
1: social media, but like that is yeah. I I missed that, but that that legitimately pops me. That's hilarious.
0: Yeah, no, he's he you love know, Effie,
1: by the way. <laughs> like, he's yeah, doing
0: great. uh he's doing his um troll game right now on Twitter. So it looks like he's <laughs> setting up him and Effie. It's also like homicide and Suzuki, and um, some other stuff. It, it, another scramble match, Ninja Max in it. So <laughs> it'll uh, it'll be fun. But uh, oh, yeah. that's that's this weekend as well. So yeah, we have. I mean, AEW Dynamite, Rampage, GCW, UFC. Like this week's awesome.
1: Yeah, great time to be a fan. If you want to follow me on social media, y'all follow me on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore F I G H T. Talk underscore. I'll be doing a live podcast tomorrow morning, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time with Jesse Davin. We're going to be doing predictions for, uh, for this stuff that we talked about, just a more abbreviated version, about an hour long, just kind of rifling through wins and losses, who we think is going to win at uh, AW's um, Grand Slam events. And we're also going to be doing predictions for, WWE Elimination Chamber, which
0: I... You mean Extreme Rules? <laughs> oh, sorry,
1: Extreme Rules, whichever yeah. one it is. Um, <laughs> I haven't watched the show since whatever the last pay-per-view was. Um, but I'll be giving away Wrestle Rumble entries. So if you want to jump over there, there is a $1,000 cash prize at Wrestle Rumble. So even if you're like me and you don't care about the WWE anymore at this point, you can still stay invested, still have a reason to watch the pay-per-view, and you can potentially win an entry for your chance to win. $1,000 at WrestleRumble.com. So we're going to be doing that tomorrow. YouTube.com slash Jesse Davin, J-E-S-S-I-D-A-V-I-N. That'll be 11 a.m. Eastern time. So hope to see y'all there.
0: Awesome. And like I said, catch us on Fightful's Watch Along on Saturday for the return of Nick Diaz. It's going to be amazing. Um, it's a really good UFC card in general. We'll start it when Nick and Robbie fight, right? That's where Yeah, during the now.
1: entrances for Nick and Robbie. Yep.
0: Cool. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, follow me on Twitter, like this video, subscribe to this page, and uh, we'll be back next week. Everybody enjoy these shows. It's going to be freaking awesome, and we will talk about it next week.
1: School Skull Vikings. Guys later. Skull Vikings. Yeah,
0: let, let the Vikings get a win here, okay? And then the Cowboys are going to take care of the Eagles. We got this on Monday right. night.